Fuck you, I'm a Jedi. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to download the rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload. In a very special episode. Happy Life Day! (laughs) And welcome to a very special episode podcast where we review very special things, including made-for-TV variety shows celebrating made-up holidays. That's right, before there was Festivus, there was Life Day, the Wookiee's special day. (laughs) They never say what Life Day's about, but... David, it's about life. (laughs) <laughs> but they really earnestly tell us about how important it is as though it were a real thing. Exactly. Like, they really sell you hard on the importance of Life Day without ever really telling you where it comes from. or what it's It about. was real. It's about when you are a very furry person and then you die and go to heaven and you put your life ball into a comet. What didn't you get about that? <laughs> Do you think that there's like a Wookiee Jesus equivalent? Yeah. And that's like that there's some like really tragic story that's the basis of Life Day? Yeah. Well, we could talk about <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I won't go to the Jesus card, because when we're talking about holidays and the themes that I was getting from this variety show, <laughs> Christmas wasn't the holiday I was going that to. That was more like Hanukkah. Oh my god. <laughs> Possibly. Did this make anybody else, like, really horned up throughout the whole thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Checking. Mala was looking pretty sexy sometimes, though, you know, especially when she was cooking. You guys, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the the hardest time I've ever had making it through anything we've watched. I was wondering if it was going to feel longer than Showgirls. Well, I think it did. I think Showgirls felt longer, but uh Well, hmm? gonna... I should first Oh yeah, who are we? <laughs> Save your What thought. are we doing? We have so much to say. My name is David Bitsenhofer, and uh in Minnesota with me is Austin Gorton regretting my love of Star Wars. And what is your life day wish, Austin? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, You know, I think my life day wish is the same as George Lucas's life day wish, which is that this was never created. (laughs) I think he loves this. Uh, (laughs) And in Portland is? Uh, Carolyn Maine. What is your life day wish? I just wish that everybody would go outside right now and look at the stars together and kiss butthole to butthole across America and make these states together again. It's, you can't bring a tear to my eye right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump definitely does not celebrate Life Day. We're not talking about him. Da- David, can I, am- can I amend my Life Day wish? 
Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you want the butthole kissing too? No, yeah, no. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. No, if, no. if my life day wish of this never being created can't come true, then my backup life day wish is that this gets released on like a super packed full of extras Blu-ray release. Yeah, well, we, we can get into that in a moment. Weird. Austin. I want, I want to go all in. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wild man. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Ryan Alexander Tanner. <laughs> What's your life day you wish, Ryan? Um, well, I want to watch that part where Chewbacca kisses his wife again <laughs> while his, what is it, itchy and lumpy or is that lumpy. Yeah. while they watch? But I would like it if they would all be completely shaven first. What would a Wookiee look wow. like if you shaved it, like its whole I body? I think it would look like you, Ryan. Peter Mayhew? No, no, they... You can't. You shave it; it disappears. Like it, it completely. <laughs> They're just pure hair. Ryan, I think you could play a Wookie. Uh, roar. No, um, no, no, better, better. You are tall, and you do think with your stomach. There we go. So, like when when they'd be like using their computer consoles in their house and shit in it, and there would be like <laughs> those, those there would be like text on the screen, and it would be like. It would say shit like, oh, the ship isn't excellent, going or whatever. Excellent. I was like, what? It was in English? It wasn't in basic? That's what I was saying. It was in English. And I was like, why doesn't it just say like, grrrr? <laughs> so this has been officially um, disowned, though. Like, this has been removed yeah, from. Well, I remember I... it was like in the 90s that this was like proclaimed as no longer part of Star Wars canon. George Lucas is not the boss of me. Guess what? <laughs> In case you're not uh, following, we are reviewing the Star Wars Holiday Special. Why the war on Christmas, George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a made-for-TV variety show, just a one-off variety show, featuring the characters of Star Wars and the actors shortly after the movie. The first it... one, A New yeah, Hope. Yeah, the very first one, because... Fuck yeah, Harrison Ford ain't doing this shit after the second. Oh my god, he was barely doing this shit this time. Well, I kind of, I kind barely. of like my respect level for Harrison Ford to even bother <laughs> coming back for Empire shot up astronomically when I saw what they made him do in this. Well, and he was like a way uh, more upbeat and friendly Han Solo than we're used to seeing. Everybody was way yeah. more upbeat and friendly. Cause it's Life Day. Yeah, but at the same time, this was a lot darker than. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was getting depressed through this thing. Me too, but also it was frankly sexual. It was very sexual. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest too, is that I was like doing other stuff the whole time this was on. Cause I was <laughs> doing other stuff some of the time. It was on <laughs> forever and like nothing happened. <laughs> the other thing is that this this is literally as long as any Star Wars movie. And yeah. it felt like they had about 40 minutes worth of stuff. Yeah. And they had to make it two hours long. It was basically all filler and, like, 70s yeah. lighting. Well, and, like, I want to read the script. Like It says, mm-hmm. like, kid dicks around for eight minutes when nothing is happening. He walks around and looks at stuff. One of the things I read on Wikipedia was that, uh, so they decided to do this special, like, the network wanted George Lucas to do it. And then George Lucas insisted it be about a Wookiee family. And <laughs> There's that Lucas quality, baby. Uh, was it, 
somebody, uh, I want to say Bruce Valanche. But <laughs> I, I would like the, it to be Bruce Valanche. One of the writers. Bruce Valanche. <laughs> we'll just all agree it was Bruce Valanche. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon, boom. Said that, uh, was basically like, this is just going to turn into two hours of a Lassie episode and we need something more, but George Lucas would not budge on <laughs> the fact that it was going to be... And they said, there's only one way to fix this. Be Arthur. For what it's worth, everybody, according to the Cracked Research team, uh-huh. Bruce Valanche is one of the five credited <gasps> writers of this special. Whoa, that's kind of a Life Day miracle. <laughs> Happy Life Day, you guys. I'd aired November 17th. Bruce Valanche looks like he belongs... He looks like he belongs on set because of his face. He looks like he could be a Wookiee person. Oh, yeah. Or a cantina. I wonder, did he have the beard back then? Yeah. He would fit right in. Yeah, he always... He was born with it, wasn't he? <laughs> this aired on November 17th, seventy. Which is why, to this day, we all celebrate Life Day on November 17th. <laughs> That's the day after my birthday. And by all of us, I mean the yeah. internet. So this really, like, you can tell is of an era where, um, like... No one cared. Uh. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. where... Where movies didn't come out on VHS three months after they left the theater, or where, uh, yeah, you know, like variety if you, shows if, were a big thing. If, uh-huh. Yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't even it didn't even click in my something clicked in my mind when you said variety show. I was like, oh, that's what this was. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how to explain what this was, but just that um, people were really hurting for more Star Wars at this time. Yeah, like, so the prompt was primed for this content. People didn't love Star Wars more than they did after the first movie <laughs> made a big splash. Yeah, it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and this was the biggest license at the time, and they got all the biggest actors and char- some of the sets, but what they didn't have was a budget. Am I yeah. right? No. no. What's insane <laughs> about it is it, it's like impossible to conceive of something like this happening again because Star Wars was like that first big franchise, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even a franchise at the time, but you didn't even think. Like, it was just a movie. Hmm. Back then, it was just a movie that was a big hit and, yeah, could get a sequel, but no one thought it'd be Star, you know, yet, what it is today. No one really even thought of movies in terms of franchises yet. Yeah. Like, movies had sequels. There's obviously sequels made to movies and series Mm -hmm. of movies you know we'd already churned out a bunch of planet of the apes at this point and whatnot but just the concept of like a film franchise that creates new installments in perpetuity while also telling stories in other medium just like and having licensing tie-ins and all that that just wasn't a thing yet Mm -hmm. why didn't we watch the planet of the apes holiday special (laughs) <laughs> you know what the problem with the uh, Planet of the Apes holiday special is? No. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! <laughs> David, do you hate every chimp you see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee? Chimpanzee. <laughs> you really made a monkey out of me. <laughs> Ryan. Yes. What's your relationship with Star Wars? Oh, God. Here we go. Here's an hour. <laughs> um, I love Star Wars. But it's pretty limited to the movies. Like, I've never read any Star Wars books or anything like that. I pretty much... But the original three movies, I fucking love. Yeah. And then the prequels, it's pretty standard, like what people say. They were disappointing, but I watched them all anyway, and I don't think they're good. 
but I'll watch them if they're on. And then I really liked, we should just talk about episode seven for an hour and then go home. Because <laughs> I myself am pro episode seven. I liked it. Carolyn. Okay. So yeah, I actually, this is complicated. Here's where the hour goes. I have a very complicated relationship with Star Wars, as I think most nerds in their 30s do. For me, it's that, like, goddamn. Okay. So it, it was, like, I was a full Star Wars nerd. And I, like, cosplayed at the theater and I saw Phantom Menace. And it was what were you dressed up so as? bad. It's Princess Leia. Oh, cool. Do you have Haven't pictures? you seen the picture that was yeah. in the paper, Ryan? It was on the front page of the Oregonian for oh, some reason. Very vaguely. Because <laughs> I was playing hooky. And, you know, it's just like I wanted. That's why it was on the cover? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> busted. Like, Carolyn Maine skips school. <laughs> Star Wars inspires truancy in the nation's youth. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think, what the headline was. And like, just like, I, I have read a couple of the books. I definitely read Tales from the Cantina and the one where they do the stormtrooper training. I fucking love the Cantina song, too. That was like a hit oh, in yeah. Mexico for like three weeks after the film came out. Long story short, I used to love Star Wars. And then like when I realized how bad Phantom Menace was, it was kind of a big relief, you know, like a necessary breakup. And then <laughs> it's just, you know, Star Wars... Uh, I'm never gonna like trust it again, ever. But mm. like, I'll see it around at the holidays, and I'll try to like give it the respectful head nod. And maybe if we both need to avoid each other at the party to get through it, that is what it is, right? <laughs> My relationship, I'm probably more interesting than others in that I never saw <laughs> than the rest of us. Than us, we fun. No, no, I'm saying not interesting. Sorry, <laughs> I meant different. Like you. More different. What is it? More better. I think more better. More yeah, better. My relationship is more better. No. no, more unique. I don't know. Because I didn't see the movies until I was in high school. Really? Well, yeah. yeah it's a couple years too late, but that's okay. Which, is, which isn't like I knew of Star Wars and I knew of most of the beats and I knew about Jedi and stuff. And it's not like I'd never seen any any of the scenes. It's just I never like watched them front to back until like my freshman or sophomore year you seem like you would have watched star wars when you were like five years old David. i know doesn't it i mean i know my <laughs> parents like once decided to have like a whole star wars night slash weekend it probably would be more than just one night or maybe it's just one day where we watched all three of the originals this was before the prequels and everything where they got all the kids together to watch and i think i fell asleep through most of them but uh <laughs> so then i so then i knew about it then i watched them and i liked them but when you're that age, some of the seams show, especially on those, on the earlier ones, as far as like the technology they were using, the special effects, it just isn't as impressive when. Whoa. Oh, so you're saying because you saw it later, you were able to like not see it quite as glossy as maybe yeah. in that earlier sweet spot. Like the lightsaber fights just don't do anything for me Whoa. in those original ones. Huh. Yeah. Just, they seem pretty clunky and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I liked the over idea, overall idea, and I was a nerd, so I kind of got into it. And then, so then the pre, then the prequels came along, and I didn't hate them as much as most people. Although, objectively, as I look back on The Phantom Menace, I see all the pro- Like, it is pretty bad. <laughs> but, you know, the egregiously long pod race scene and 
everything else. And they kill off that guy. And that it has no story. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of politics in there, you know? You just have to care about Senate procedure, right? A lot of bureaucracy. God damn. Uh, but I liked the, uh, Darth Maul lightsaber battle with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, and that can, and lightsaber battles can get me through a lot of things. You're, you're, you're part of the problem, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm saying, <laughs> we could get into it. I'm not sure, are the first ones as objectively awesome story-wise as you're saying? Well, yes! it's true that I saw them when I was, a, like, literally one of the first things I remember is seeing Star Wars, so... So, so I don't think I saw Star Wars until I, like, I actually watched it until, like, middle school, mm. like, 12, 13, 14, but I have a vivid memory, oddly enough, of having a dream of the trash compactor scene when I was a child. Oh, that's funny, I have a vivid memory of having a nightmare about the Rancor when I was, like, three yeah. years old, yeah. Star Wars really is something that will get into your dreams yeah, when you're young. Totally. I'm sure Austin has a lot to say no, about it. There's a it. big world to it that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, you think? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to downgrade Star Wars. I'm saying just the specific story isn't revolutionary. It's the world that's built around. It's the plot. not that it's revolutionary. It's that it is the hero's journey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we can agree on that, Austin. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this Star Wars thing? I feel like I've come across it once or twice. I mean, it's it's cool, whatever. So you've ejaculated across Star Wars? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm the biggest, obviously I'm the biggest Star Wars fan out of all of us. Um, Return of the Jedi was the first movie my parents ever took me to see. I think I had already seen the original Star Wars at that point, but I really don't remember uh, the first time I saw Empire was the day my brother was born, and I started it the night that he was born, and I finished it the next day with my dad after he was born, when he came to pick me up from where I was staying, and he watched it with me, and that has lived on in my memory as the, like, life will still go on even though there's this new being in my house memory. Um hmm. So obviously it was with me from a young age. I watched it all the time growing up. Uh, I slept in a tent in a movie theater parking lot to get tickets for Phantom Menace. Yeah, boy. Um, <laughs> I forgot you did that. We had to wait in the long line when they uh, re-released the originals in the theater. Oh, that was Sick. Yeah, I wish we should just stop there. I wish the first three were the only Star Wars. <laughs> we got up. Yeah, we were like up super early, waiting in line at the Mall of America for the oh shit for New Hope tickets for the first yeah. one. The Mall of America would have been an interesting place to see that. You guys are literally America's mall. Yeah, I know. Um, I uh, I I cosplayed to both. The episode two and episode three premieres, as well as the. Cl what was your cosplay? What was your, I was, what I was just, Jar Jar? No, I just had a Jedi <laughs> Jedi costume. Just, it was a bathrobe, right? Uh, <laughs> you just wanted to go watch a movie in your bathroom. <laughs> in my boxers and a white tank top and a bathrobe, and I was like, "Fuck you, I'm a Jedi." <laughs> and I and I tucked a flashlight in my in the belt of my robe and yeah. was like, "Yeah." Fuck you, I'm a Jedi. Uh, I also cosplayed to when they showed the first three episodes of the Clone Wars animated series in a movie theater. Mm. What did you dress up as? I, a movie theater? Uh, yeah. I just wore my Jedi outfit. 
Um, the robe. The robe. <laughs> oh, just yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was before the Clone Wars, before the cartoon premiered, they strung yeah. the first three episodes together as like a little movie. And as as I sit here recording, I have one bookcase that's full of just Star Wars books, um, Whoa, standing really? standing next to a glass case that's filled just with Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah, you're a big EU guy, right? Austin? Yeah, I've read. Why well, jokes on you? I know, there right? No EU. <laughs> what is that a Brexit joke? <laughs> no, no it's because when Disney bought Lucasfilm, all oh, of the old EU was rendered right. entirely the expanded universe. Yeah, not the European Union. Yeah, <laughs> then both of them they got thrown out yeah. right with Star Wars <laughs> Christmas special. Yeah, when when Disney bought Marvel, the European Union was just so. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know. of the old EU, I've read pretty much everything. I have not read as much of the new stuff mostly just because i don't have the time to read shit as much as i used to is what it really boils down to but um yeah if 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 star wars is is if the name star wars is on it i'm probably involved in it in some way austin if star wars was a lady would you kiss it i would i would kiss wow. it wow oh my god butthole? <laughs> if if that's what she wanted <laughs> I mean, isn't that what the prequels are? The kissing of Star Wars's butthole? Brown yeah. Star Wars. Like Brown Star, get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I'm a pretty I'm also a pretty easygoing <laughs> Star Wars fan. I don't mm-hmm. really care that about whether or not Han shot first. I also don't have the major chubby for Han Solo that so many Star Wars fans have. I'm a Luke Skywalker mm. guy. Mm. But, well, uh, even I have a chubby for Han Solo to an extent. I mean, yeah. it's mostly Harrison Ford. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not mix words. I mean, Austin would sleep with Han Solo. Right. That's not what he's right. saying. <laughs> but you're hard for Luke Skywalker. He's not, he's not the be all end all of Star Wars for me. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoyed episode seven. Although, I mean, it was definitely a structural no, rehash no of the very first Star Wars movie, but uh, there was also a lot of new original things in it that I really liked, and I thought that it fit in well with uh, everything that had come before. I liked it pretty good, but I didn't, like, love it. I don't know if I'll ever love Star Wars again. It's like an old boyfriend that I'm just never gonna sleep with again. Hmm. And see, for me, it's like a... Another boyfriend. Abusive boyfriend. Who you're like, oh, I'm sure. Me. I'm sure they'll get better. Yeah, that's not quite right. Cause you it's, don't know him like I do. For me, <laughs> for me, whenever new Star Wars product comes along, I'm like, well, I'm going to like this because it's Star Wars. And then it's just a matter of degree of how much do I like it and how much do I like it relative to other things. So do you feel like that about the holiday special we just watched, Austin? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. having said all of that. Yeah. I've read, I've encountered some shitty Star Wars stories before, particularly the old EU before they switched to, before Del Rey took over, had some really shitty books in it. I've dealt with, like, crystal entities eating children and, <laughs> and like, weird aliens, and those two Ewok movies they did in the 80s are pretty shitty. The ones with the children. Uh-huh, with Wilford oh, Brimley. Oh, yeah, those. Wilford Brimley is in that? Uh-huh. You should watch them. This might be the worst piece of Star Wars I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. One, with good. one notable exception, which we'll get to, uh, that was pretty fantastic. Episode but, one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this was pretty shitty. Yeah, no, this- Wait, I, yeah, let me ask you guys, Is did you think this was worse than episode one? 
Oh, hell yeah. Okay. It's worse yes. than almost anything I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is totally the worst thing we've ever watched, ever. It might be. I don't know. It's between this and Showgirls for me. They're, they're similar. They're long. I will honestly say, if you put a gun to my head and said I have to watch Showgirls or this again, yeah. I'd watch this. Okay. If, okay. If you asked me, you have to watch Showgirls ten times or this, I would still do the Showgirls. Like, <laughs> I've never insane. watched I'll be honest with you guys. I was playing <laughs> video games for most of the time I was watching this, and even still, it was, like, I, nearly impossible to sit through. I guess I'll put it this way, David. At least Showgirls... At least Showgirls has boobs. Yep. Oh, this had sexual content, Austin. So when nothing else yeah. is going on, you're looking at boobs, whereas when nothing's going on here, you're just listening to, like, a hairy man-ape go... <laughs> <laughs> for like 25 minutes without interruption. Yeah. That's true, but I would prefer boobs not to be ruined for me. <laughs> oh, that's a fair counter. But it's true, like the the groaning, the excessive groaning was a lot. Although I do want to, I have, I have a positive thing to say about this. I liked the design of Chewbacca's house. And like when you yeah. saw the outside and it was matte paintings and stuff, I was I like, like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Actually, calling that a matte painting is giving it too much credit. <laughs> well, when it was <laughs> a, a child's <laughs> painting, it, no, it was it was a good painting. Um, it's I'm ninety five percent sure that it was one of Ralph McQuarrie's um concept like, drawings, concept drawings, and yeah. they literally just like held a sheet of paper with that drawing on it up in yeah. front of the camera and then yep. took it away when it was time to be done. Can we just figure out real fast if any of us can do a good Wookiee voice? Because we start out this on just Wookiee voice for like 20 minutes. That was a good idea. And if I could do it, I would be a Wookiee for this whole podcast. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Yeah, what do you got, Ryan? Roar. No. <laughs> I can do a little like... There it is. But that's about all I can do. Oh, yeah, you got that tongue roll. That's good. You guys have heard enough fucking Wookiee noises for the rest of my life after watching this shit. Too bad. <laughs> uh, another complimentary thing, and you guys probably disagree, but minus his voice, I thought Lumpy was kind of cute. No. Yeah, I enjoyed the look of him. I certainly wouldn't get near him. Those teeth. <laughs> no, no. So Itchy was Chewbacca's dad? Yes. He yeah. wasn't his wife's and dad? Um, he looked disgusting. He yeah. was fucking gross looking. He yes, was he so was. so gross. So, if you guys, you probably haven't seen the Tim and Eric Christmas special, but I'm pretty sure the weird guy they designed for that is a takeoff of Itchy. And I'm also pretty sure that Itchy was named after an Itchy butthole, because that's what he looks <laughs> he like. He does look like an Itchy butthole. Mm-hmm. That's his last name, his butthole. <laughs> 
You know that the whole family, Chewbacca's last name is Butthole, too. You never heard that? That's why they call him Mr. Butthole. He lives on Kayashk, and his name is Chewbacca Butthole. But, butthole, Butthole. Good job saying Butthole, Carol. Thanks. Well, I'm trying to give it a Wookiee pronunciation. Uh, I thought you had enough practice that you could say it without I error. Do. But I, guess I do. I do. Uh, we start our recording was with a Star Wars crawl, but then I realized it wasn't real, so we can just yeah. Start. Yeah. It was, it was too funny to be good. Well, then it once it mentioned Golden Girls, I was like, wait, that didn't exist yet. No, <laughs> right, so then we start in the Millennium Falcon with Han and Chewbacca. Millennial Falcon. It did occur to me that no one's made a Millennial Falcon joke, oh. and you feel like that could be... I've something. seen it. Well, someone, I've seen it. It was a really popular meme. Someone, it, someone yeah. just did make that joke, and maybe that's why it hasn't been more popular. <laughs> <laughs> having just heard it, <laughs> it sounded really bad when I said it. No, I'm saying like you could even do like some sort of stupid comic or something, like a web comic called the Millennial Falcon, and have millennials and I don't know. It, it could be good, David. No, it wouldn't it be, be good. good. No, don't don't confuse <laughs> that. David, we have two more hours of material to talk about. I'm just surprised it doesn't exist. I'd objectively probably hate it. But anyways, uh, they're headed to Kashyyyk. That's how I pronounce it, right? Kashyyyk. Yeah, they pronounce it weird. Kashyyyk is the is the official pronunciation. Oh, <laughs> Way to correct them, Austin. There this we is... just went in ascending nerd uh, order. Well, that's how I pronounce the... it when I was playing Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. This is the first time you hear the name of Chewbacca's planet and stuff. Like, a bunch yeah. of Correct. stuff is like, this is the first appearance of Boba Fett and shit, too, mm, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so then they basically are saying we need to get back to Kashyyyk (laughs) (laughs) for Life Day because Chewbacca wants to celebrate Life Day. We need to see Chewbacca's disgusting family. Yeah. Yeah. And also, guys, this isn't just me being a nerd. It's in Revenge of the Sith. Like, they talk, they go to Kashyyyk and they mention it by name in that movie. Only nerds watch Revenge of the Shit. (laughs) That's true. Revenge of the Shit, more like. And also, wouldn't it just be called, like, Grrr, well, that <laughs> Ryan, as no I Wookie can say Kashik. As I slide my glasses nerdily up to the tip of my nose, Kashik would be the name in basic for the planet. Uh, uh, you're basic. Uh-huh. He's a basic yeah. bitch. <laughs> Star Wars. So, so then we get the uh, holiday special opening, which just has like the like a. See, I'm trying to think. A headshot of all the actors. Yeah, it's like the thing in the '70s photography. (laughs) Well, they'll fade. It's a bubble of a face, and they fade it out over these really gaudy stars. And I think Carrie Fisher looks so stoned. Oh my god! I I was half as stoned as Carrie Fisher right now. She looks like she's baked out of her gourd, and Luke looks like he's (laughs) hepped up on goofballs. Yeah, yeah, they're different drugs. And then, and then Harrison Ford is like keeled over asleep he's so lazy he's probably drunk like i'm he just drunk. Looks like he looks like what <laughs> i'm not entirely unsure that mark hamill didn't like wander in off the set of playing uh the mc in cabaret to film this uh, with the amount of eyeliner and oh and... yeah he looks so peppy too uh, like he looks like so i guess in canon it would in, be in between a new hope and return of the empire before like yoda teaches him any sense yeah because he's just a total goofball in this oh, yeah. whole This is before episode. he got in that accident that fucked up his face. Yeah, yeah. so he's still like really kind of too cute. You guys, who is Diane Carroll? She sings for know. like 45 minutes in this. But... <laughs> She's the lady that you can jack off to on your yeah. space Yeah, I mean, computer. I jack off to her, but who is she? Like, what? Did she have a hit song? Or what? I don't know. I didn't notice. She was a singer. 
But what did she sing? She sings the Jackoff song. (laughs) I don't know. We could. The crack research team is on it. Okay. Okay. She has a scene coming up, and I was gonna say, oh, go on, Austin. What do you want? Do you want the crack research team's report on Diane Carroll at this point? Sure. Okay. Diane Carroll lost control already. Yeah. (laughs) Diane Carroll is a is a singer and an actress. She is most well known for the late sixties, early seventies sitcom Julia in which she played the title character, Julia Baker, oh. which was notable for being oh. one of the first TV what? shows to cast an African-American as the lead. Oh, okay. Mm, very did this destroy yeah. her career? What? Is this a reason we've never heard of her? Is because she did this? Uh, no. I mean, she did a lot of... I mean, she was on Dynasty for 74 episodes. Oh. You know what's rough about this, too, is you can tell, like, B. Arthur and Art Carney and Diane Carroll and shit, like... They were like, do you want to do the Star Wars holiday special? And they were like, yeah, because it was like the yeah. biggest shit going uh, around. Wars, yeah. Like, you can tell that people did their role in this, and they didn't really know what it was going to look like. And then when it came out, they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, then they got the script, and they are like, this is the holiday special? What was the script, though? <laughs> it was just, like, pages and pages of, like, <laughs> Yeah, I... I do want to see the script. It's just pages and pages of her. What I wonder about though is because we act, we talk about how all the actors are like, "Oh, this is a piece of shit." But that's what they thought about Star Wars too when they were filming. Yeah, that's so true. I wonder if they're like George Lucas. He just shits stuff out and it's gold. So I'm sure everyone's gonna love this crap. Yeah, too. that's true. He does shit stuff out. Harrison Ford <laughs> still thinks most of it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he's probably like. Yeah, this looks terrible to me, but people are probably going to eat it up with a spoon. Well, did George Lucas write this? Like, who wrote no. this? A ghost wrote it. Oh, that's right. Bruce Valanche wrote it. <laughs> and a ghost. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> George Lucas did not write it, but he sent in notes every day about oh, what was going on. So Were the notes just a... like, don't do that? <laughs> Stop no, I it. think we're Stop gonna... it. I... He's the one who insisted it be about this whole yeah. lumpy, itchy family. I think George Lucas probably liked the idea of this and what, what it came out to be until he realized everyone hated it. And then I think he just changed his opinion. Now, I have nothing to base that on except gut instinct. I think he liked the fat-ass check he got. That's the exact same thing that George Lucas did to Howard the Duck. Yeah. 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 Which was about as good as this. <laughs> uh, Howard the Duck is way better. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Even Austin now. So before before we go on, I was just going to say in the introduction that also said R2-D2 as R2-D2. I know! R2-D2 as R2-D2. And I'm like, yeah, screw you, Kenny Baker. Right? Fuck. C-3PO got, you know, Anthony Daniels got his yeah. C-3PO credit, but no Kenny Baker credit? Come on. That's exactly. rough. That is rough. What did Kenny, like, everyone's like, okay, Kenny Baker played R2-D2. Like, what did he do? He just sat in that thing? Did you see the gif, the, the behind-the-scenes Star Wars, when Kenny Baker fell over in the droid costume, and you see this, like, gray-haired dwarf man go down, and you see his underwear? That's what he did, Ryan. He was inside the droid, and he, like, had a lever. Why did they need a guy to be in that thing? Why wasn't it just, like, a remote control? You know, you he, he drove it. Yeah, and they didn't really have. A, yeah. they didn't have the kind of RC control. Like if they did it all by remote control, you'd see the cord for all of it. Mm. So he's basically okay. in there, like moving the thing around and like spinning the dome and mm. any any kind of sense of character that you have for R two D two, especially in like the original trilogy, that pretty much came from Kenny Baker. 
And he was really gunning it. I went to San Diego Comic Convention one year, and my brother came out of the bathroom, and he was like, I just took a piss next to Kenny Baker. <laughs> so that's another thing he did, is he pissed with your brother. Yeah, they peed together. <laughs> so then... We start the actual show now that we're, what, 30 minutes in? Uh, 42. Least, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it, we get the close-up of that little cash house painting. And the, we see Chewbacca's family, which is Itchy, Mala, and Lumpy. <laughs> so his wife is Mala. They're married. Yes. Yeah. Mala is Chewbacca. Is this all canon, Austin? It is all yeah. canon. Would you like to know their full names? Yeah, is it Butthole? Yeah, Chewbacca Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Lumpy butthole. <laughs> Mala butthole. Good. I'd butthole. like to hear it in Wookiee. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't speak Shrook. It is unspeakable by the human tongue. Humans can understand it, but they can't speak it. Uh, but you know how like Chew- oh, people call Chew, you know, Chewbacca, but people call him Chewy for short. So all of his family uh-huh. members. Um, Itchy is, you'll like this, Carol, Itchy's full name is, uh, Atichikuk. What? Atichikuk. And, uh, his wife, Mala, is Maladabuck. And and Lumpy is Lumpawerump. Oh my god, that... Where did you get this information from, Austin? Well, I first (laughs) encountered it in the Black Fleet Crisis trilogy of novels by... Uh, Michael Koob McDowell in the mid nineties, but wait, I believe... so these fucking characters show up in other shit? Oh uh, yeah, Chewbacca has a little adventure with Itchy and Lumpy where they like, I don't know, fight some bad guys at one point. Does Itchy pretty... have that like scrunched up face? Uh probably. Yeah. I mean, it's a book, so yeah. they don't. You know, you don't see their faces, but I there I don't a book where they like Itchy came in. His costume looked cheap and ridiculous. <laughs> Itchy came in. It looked like his face was melting off. Do these, who are these people in these costumes? Because I was like, maybe they're like professional dancers or something. Like, who do you yeah. hire to play Chewbacca's wife, like, as she makes shit in the kitchen and stuff? <laughs> Whoever they are, their eyes are haunting. Yeah. Just those black pupils looking under all this fur, and they're always doing these really intense gazes right into the camera. Yeah, needless to say, I didn't recognize any of the names of the people playing them. It was yeah. Twyla Tharp. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> and Twyla Tharp as Itchy. <laughs> <laughs> itchy Balbulia Bays or whatever. I was just going to say, to be clear, I don't know if any of this is canonical in the new post-Disney Star Wars, because they haven't really done anything with Chewbacca's family, but it was considered canon prior to that. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's the death of the EU. Right. Disney doesn't care about its fans. But I told you, (laughs) in the 90s, there was, like, an official statement where they uh, disowned this. Yeah, but but, but not necessarily his family. It was, like, in Wizard Magazine or something. Yeah, no, but certain elements of it still existed in the canon, like his family and Life Day and things like that. Well, so let's talk about that then, because Chewbacca's a fucking deadbeat dad. Like, Well, it seems like he's married to Han Solo the way they're bitching in that millennial <laughs> falcon. They're like life partners or something, aren't they? Or what? Well, it's yeah, interesting. Life mates. That's like people were talking a lot about in episode seven, how after Han Solo dies, like uh, uh, Carrie Fisher goes up to Rey and not Chewbacca. Like he just walks past her, you know? Yeah. But you're like, you got to mm. figure that like for 40 years now, 
Like anytime like Han Solo comes home drunk or like loses a bunch of money, <laughs> it's always with Chewbacca. Like that's his deadbeat friend. So you're not someone who's gonna console you when he dies. Like she's gotta be so sick of his shit at that point. She's not gonna hug him. I have another theory about that part, but we'll get there. Long story short, Princess Leia is Wookiee racist. Oh well, sure. We'll get there. Well, can you imagine what do they? What do you think they smell like? Great. I think they smell fucking like wet, soiled towels. No, they shampoo. They shampoo. Yeah, look at that hair. Luxurious, well-scented coat. Yeah. They live in a fucking tree. Yeah, but it's a technologically advanced tree. Awesome. Yeah. What's it called? Was it a life debt or a life? A life. It's a life debt. Han rescued. Han was an Imperial cadet, and he oversaw... Chewbacca as a imperial slave being harassed by an overseer and he intervened and saved Chewbacca's life thus getting him kicked out of the academy and in exchange because he saved his life Chewbacca swore a life debt to Han to be by his side until he died. Is that how you and David met? Pretty much. I mean, a few of the You're details are different. Well, it was a little more sexual. <laughs> yeah. But yeah the gist of it. Instead of a life uh-huh. debt, David just gave me a BJ. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what they call it. Don't and again, like, I I would important. I would be surprised if if some of that doesn't get revised in uh, the upcoming Han Solo standalone movie. Oh yeah. You are such a sellout, Austin. But uh, that was the that was the official explanation until we're told otherwise. So what are we like four so, minutes into this? Yeah, two hours? barely. So and it's let me talk so every long. once in a while. I can start moving this thing along. <laughs> but are you gonna do like a play by play? Like, and then Itchy looks at a dancer on the hollow screen. That. We <laughs> definitely have to go in order. Are you kidding? There's a lot to impact. The thing is, though, is my notes. <laughs> Why do you like, keep interrupting me if you want to get through this? Right? That's true. Because I'm conflicted. <laughs> all things considered i think i'm doing pretty good here and i'm only a- answering questions when i'm asked directly no i know i asked that question but what ryan what do you have to say oh i was gonna say i stopped <laughs> taking notes like half an hour in cause I was like, i'm I was jealous like, i have notes on the whole fucking thing because i was like nothing is happening i was like, taking screen caps if you just said like if you just there's like six scenes in this whole thing and they're all like 40 minutes long and nothing happens in any of them like it's like okay Chewbacca's wife is making soup or whatever and it's like 20 minutes long (laughs) and he's like stir mix stir mix and you're like oh that's kind of weird and then he's like stir stir mix mix stir 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 mix stir stir mix 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 stir for like 20 minutes like I don't know Filler, needless to filler, say, but, needless to what? say, pacing yeah. is one of this thing's biggest problems. <laughs> well, well, get, I was just trying to say that first we get like ten to fifteen minutes of the Wookies just, <laughs> and then the kid is like trying to play or something, and I don't know what's going on. But then they, I thought he was going to commit suicide. Yeah, I thought so too. So they have a normal trash can in space that is just a big green trash can, and the baby yeah. boy has to take it outside, and then he gets real suicidal and starts <laughs> walking on the railings of these huge, tall Ewok-slash-Wookie houses. Yeah, he got on the railings of this giant tree house thingy. 
And I was just like, oh, is he like going to jump or something? Is he so bored or whatever's going <laughs> right? on? Right? I mean, he, I got, miss on, my he dad. got on the railings yeah. of that concept art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he did. But he did not kill himself. Instead, he watched a... He came back in and then watched a hologram of people dancing, and we saw that for another 10 minutes. Okay, God I have a lot to say world. about that. <laughs> so first of all, I love how this is just a show of watching people watch shows. Yeah, <laughs> and it's how a all the shows show, like... are really bad, and also I took a lot of screen caps of Star Trek, Star Wars, this <laughs> holiday special, and the part where the wrestlers, okay, no, so they're like furry, furry circus people and they yeah. come out and they do all these acrobatics and twirling and then the green man is like 70s photography superimposed over a fern the whole time like it's the goddamn live action remake of Ferngully <laughs> and then there's like ladies doing the splits and like really bored furry jugglers and the kid is just looking at them like he wants to eat them and it's <laughs> so weird they do like to show the kid watching something and a close-up of his, of his face as he's watching. And with, like, spooky eyes. Yeah, we see a lot of reaction shots of, like, masks that have no facial expressions. <laughs> exactly. Although I did think they had a pretty nice kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I would have preferred granite countertops, but, you know, it was the 70s. It's like a treehouse Ikea. I can tell. I've been in the process of buying a house for a while and, like, house hunting every weekend. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that treetop house, the Wookiee house would be, I could see, uh, you'd have to take this wall down. But overall, it's not bad. Yeah, Ryan, you could do well in a treehouse. No, it's. I agree with you, hook. Ryan, that the that the set is very, uh, it's very original trilogy Star Wars in that it is... Uh, it seems different, but it's also it also has like a very underlying seventies aesthetic to it. Yeah, well, that's actually one of my favorite things about Star Wars is the the art direction of it. Like the original yeah. three movies, I think that's the thing they haven't been able to replicate. How like per, it looks like timeless, but it also looks like the seventies, like right, the color schemes right. and the outfits, mm-hmm. like. And just how kind of like lived in everything looks. I think that's a lot of what's good yeah. about Star Wars. Disco meets sci-fi. It's fucking hot. Yep. It's very worn in. Yeah. Yeah. So then the family gets worried about Chewbacca. Absentee dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so they dial up uh, Luke and R2 for whatever reason. Like they, I don't know how this whole thing I like how works. Chewbacca's <laughs> wife just like calls Luke when she's worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't bother trying to call Have him. Have you seen Chewbacca? Him. I just want to need to talk to someone. I like how uh, Chewbacca's family has like six different forms of communication. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's, but it never gets to the person you want. Yeah, but it's like they just they keep calling people to ask where Chewbacca is, and every time they call someone, they use a different piece of technology. Yeah, that's like us when we're setting up the podcast. I guess. Yeah, it's true. It's it just like true. having how you text Carol and then you Gmail message her and then you look her up on Facebook. <laughs> and then David's got Google. Pages. But instead of getting yeah. no response from her address, from all those different <laughs> yeah. addresses, it'd be each of you responding in her place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, David, have you seen Carol? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she never misses a life day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, am I the deadbeat dad? Oh my god! <laughs> I know, let's be honest here. If anyone's the deadbeat dad of this group, it's David. Yeah, David's Damn. my dad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Luke reassures the family, but then R two starts toking up. 
was happening. Did, did he smoke? I don't. Yeah, there's a whole because they're fixing the X wing, and then smoke starts billowing out of everything. Uh, yeah, I figured they were pretty much hot boxing it. I think. What? Yeah, Luke's like R two, fix this, and then R two like bumps into him. He's like, not now, R two. Then he turns around. He's like, R two, what did you do? And I'm like, well, maybe if you want to listen to him, you fuck nut. I gotta get back to this engine. I think we might have it solved. No! R2! What are you doing? Oh, Watch that, will you? Oh. Look at that. Oh, no! It's all right. Nobody's perfect. I know you negligent <laughs> no. robot owner. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever listens to R2, and he always knows what's he going on. He does. He does. <laughs> You know what's weird about Star Wars <laughs> is, like, everyone that can't speak English, like, understands English. Oh, yeah. It's basic. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but no one has to be like, oh, R2-D2, by the way, boobly, boobly, boo. Like, they can just talk to him. I don't know. That's well, the Wookiees aren't capable of speaking English. Okay. They just right. don't try, David. Don't let them tell you that. Yeah, they're just lazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's why that's why they have to have C-3PO and his fluency in over six million forms of communication. And he knows protocol about how to put down the right doily for when exactly. an old man masturbates in the family room uh-huh. <laughs> to a video. I also like when Luke's talking to Mal and he's like, Chewbacca be there. Now let's see a little smile. Come on, don't look so worried. Now Chewie's not going to want to come home to a house full of long faces, is he? Come on, Mala, let's see a little smile. Come on. There, that's better. Try to enjoy your life day. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this kid blew up the Death Star, he's like a creepy pervo. I noticed there's a lot too, of casual sexual harassment that goes on. In well, and there's a lot of talk about the Wookiees having long faces and being sad and how they have to, like, put on a happy demeanor or Chewbacca doesn't want to come home. Like, I noticed there's a lot of, like, depression of emotion among the Wookiees. They're like, don't all act sad or Chewbacca doesn't want to come home to a sad house. And it's like, why can't... Itchy just express how he feels. Why can't yeah. Lumpy just be who he is? Because know? it was the seventies, Ryan. He has to yeah, like pretend no... he's happy when his father, who's just out stealing cargo all the time, <laughs> shows up for one holiday once a year. Oh, here, kid, here's your fucking catcher's mitt or whatever. You know, how old are you again? This is the first life day after Chewbacca did something constructive. Every previous life day, he was a criminal palling around with Han Solo. In canon, that's true. Do you mean that he blew up a space station? Yes. Very deconstructive, yes. constructive. Yeah, he's been, I think it's kind of a convenient excuse for Chewbacca to just have, like, a full-on bromance with Han Solo. He's like, oh, this sexy guy, I owe him a life debt because he saved me. Sorry, wife and family, gotta go. Do you think that the whole point of this whole special is just to convince people that they're not gay? Han Solo and Chewbacca. <laughs> Probably. I was more convinced that they were gay. I noticed, though, that his wife had a beard. <laughs> she was a beard. That's what I'm that saying. That is all yeah. that she is. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Austin is at canon now. Yeah, sh- right. sure. Why not? Austin has the canon power. Guess what? I'm just saying that if someone owed me a life debt and had to follow me around all the time, they're giving me blowjobs. I don't care what species, what gender, blowjobs. I'd be scared of a Chewbacca blowjob, though. 
Giving or receiving? Would you rather, question for the table, starting with bits, would you rather give or receive on this life day evening a blowjob from Chewbacca? From Chewy? From fucking Chewy, yeah. God, that's such a... Give or receive, David. Tis the season. (laughs) Not really sharp teeth. I'm yeah, going with giving just because I'm afraid I'm going to lose mine <laughs> yeah. otherwise. Yeah, don't anger the Wookiee. So yeah. give Austin. Yeah, I'm with David. I, I'm giving. <laughs> I'm not going to like <laughs> no, it. You're gonna no. You're going to spit out a hairball oh, yeah. later is yeah, what you're going to do. That. And Ryan. Um, hey, David, remember when I saved your life? <laughs> um, well, you know that Chewbacca has one of those like red lipstick dog wieners? <laughs> I mean, probably. You know That's that my best would. intel. Yeah. You'd have the yeah. little red rocket that dogs have. That's canon. Um, Not that little, though. Yeah. Listen, I don't know. I'm just trying to avoid losing my male member. You guys, I'm not giving Chewbacca a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if I saved his life. <laughs> All right. So then I, I was confused at what was happening in the next scene because they get on this like monitor. <laughs> only in the next scene you were confused? <laughs> yeah, that was the only time. I thought they were like with the NSA or something and just peeping in on a pawn shop, but apparently they're trying to communicate with it. And we've got Art Carney, who's like very heavily featured in this. Uh, Is he the guy that plays all the guys in this? He's Sean or Sandon. Sandon. Uh, no, he is not the guy that plays all the guys in this. He only Who plays was that. He only plays Sandan. Okay. Do we? Yeah, I would be interested if the crack research team had about these weird old men's careers because there's sure a lot of them in this feature. <laughs> well, okay, you want me to tell you about Art Carney while we're mm-hmm. as we're introduced to Sandan? <laughs> Art Carney is uh, most well known as Ed Norton on the Honeymooners. Oh, okay. And now he's in this. And now he's in this. So yeah, he was Ed Norton on The Honeymooners. He was on uh, the Jackie Gleason show, Playhouse 90. He had a whole bunch of TV specials. Like He was one of the real early 1950s TV stars. Okay. So, yeah, so this whole thing, he has an interaction with a, like, an imperial guard, and he... The guard ends up taking a groomer from him. <laughs> like, he was, like, trying to give him the hard sell on it, and then the guard just kind of is like, I'm going to keep this without paint. Oh, another outstanding uh, feature of this little model. You can recharge it by simply plugging it into any ordinary laser outlet. I'll take it. Good, I thought you would. Now, uh, would you like to pay me something for it, or give me something in trade? I said I'll take it. That's a load off my mind. I thought I might embarrass you, but I told you to accept it as a gift. I don't like embarrassing people. I don't like being embarrassed myself. That's why I don't like to embarrass people. That's all fine, but I thought that was going somewhere. Nope. And it nope. just never did. None of this is going anywhere. <laughs> That's true. Well, some of it goes a little more than other things. Like, I thought this groomer or this guard with the groomer was going to 
feature somehow. Well, so is there, like, an overall story to this? Like, what the fuck was this even about? So it's about, like, occupied territories during wartime and shutting down artists. And it actually was, like, way too timely for me. I know. I know what you're feeling. This felt felt like a grim look into our future. Yeah. You mean next year? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It got super dark as soon as they started, like, trashing the place and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, so then, uh, Shandon basically says, "Like, don't worry. Uh, he apparently knows Chewbacca, and he'll be there, and that's fine. He's helped smuggle Han Solo before." Yeah, that guy knows for some reason. Yeah, he, he's just a dude who knows things. Uh, <laughs> that's then. That, next, we get to the scene that Ryan was talking about with like the chef. <laughs> like basically, this was like uh, um, Julia Child, I guess, or something. Yeah, Jeff except that Dormanda. it's except that it's in drag and blackface. Right? I could not believe yeah. that. Oh my god! So who is this? This is Harvey, Harvey Korman. Korman. So he's who is the real that? old man star of today. He's another, yeah, he's another old TV guy. So, basically, what it seemed like, because he plays, like, four characters in this or something, right? Yeah. It seems like, to me, they were like, all right, you're going to be, like, do a Julie Child thing. It's going to be, like, a cooking show. And they just started rolling the camera. And, like, it felt like it was all improvised with no direction at all. And they were just like, sense. take up as much time as you possibly can doing this. <laughs> well, it wasn't completely improvised because I think the quote joke of this was that she had a third arm. So oh, she yeah, could, that was know, kind of funny. That was like cook. the only thing in all of this where I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny, except like the punchline should be then that like Mala should be confused at what she's supposed to do because she does not have a third arm. But instead, she just is kind of like going along anyways. And I, maybe, maybe the Bantha surprise works out. Or you couldn't Adam. tell by her lack of uh, facial expressions, but she actually was confused. But she- wait, oh, I thought Bantha surprise was a sex move. <laughs> it, it may yeah, very well cold. be. I'm gonna work that out later tonight. Um, he Harvey Corman was on. 254 episodes of the Carol Burnett show which oh, okay. which and went off the air right before this was on so that's about right yeah so it's pretty and he got his own show after the Carol Burnett show ended that did not last very long but it basically this would be like if they did this now and had someone from Saturday Night Live come on and play a bunch of different characters Right. Wouldn't it be great Ter- if terribly. he was the same guy who molested Webster? <laughs> you mean, uh... <laughs> yeah, um... I don't remember. <laughs> Gary Cooper. I'm sure that this guy molested Webster. <laughs> good, good. Just not on camera. He was also in Blazing Saddles. Uh, he also oh. contributed voices to the Flintstones, notably as the Great Gazoo. Oh, he's the Great Gazoo. Say no more. I love the Great Gazoo. Yeah, he called... So uh, he was the one that ruined the Flintstones. Yeah, he's the one that called ah. Fred a dum-dum. Oh, yeah, you dum-dum. Yep. Um, <laughs> is there such thing as a recipe where you have to alternate mixing and stirring with different <laughs> No, there's tools? no difference between mixing and stirring. That drove me nuts. 
It's called it's, comedy. Yeah, right? I was gonna say. I think <laughs> I think that was supposed to be the joke. That was Gary. Are you blaming me for this, David? <laughs> yeah, or? yeah, Ryan. Way yeah, to you, go. If you had a sense of humor, you'd be enjoying this <laughs> a lot more, Ryan. If you had a little more of a under a highbrow understanding. Also, <laughs> I just to, to clarify before we get angry letters, it was Gary Coleman who got molested in our first episode, not oh, Gary yeah. Cooper. <laughs> Webster got molested too. I would love to see Gary Cooper get molested too, though. Right? Yeah, he would be so fancy. That's why he was so, the strong, silent type. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's holding, holding, in, a, holding in a lot of pain. So, Han and Chewie are in the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. I'm sorry that I cursed you with Millennium. And uh, they're in a firefight with some stock Star Wars footage. Hey, David. Uh, I don't even know why the Empire are after them. Because they're Han and Chewie. I, I want because <laughs> they're the main characters of Star Wars. I want to be clear on something, David. Recycled space battle footage is still space battle footage, and after everything we've seen thus far, I'll take it. Well, it's again, really nice. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Where like this was before, like people didn't have Star Wars on DVD, so it was probably like kind of cool to get to see those sequences. I also again. love when they cut from recycled footage of the movie where things look like they looked in the movie and then it's hot and then it's hot and chewy in the cockpit of the millennium falcon and it's the most like crudely made cheaply constructed recreation of the like it's smaller than the cockpit like they're sitting closer together there's no room like a refrigerator box like there's no room in the back for any additional seats or anything it's just yeah, they were so close they had to give each other hand jobs mm-hmm. and argue like an old married couple all the way back to his house. Yeah. So then we cut back and the Empire can just like interrupt everyone's TV, which is fine. Just like yeah. America in about a year. I know, I'm we'll worried be about to watch that. The Apprentice at all times. <laughs> oh my god. Not even a good show. But they declare martial law. I guess my question mm. would be, it wouldn't... Considering that the Wookiees are, like, a chief source of Imperial slavery, isn't their planet already under, like, martial law just by virtue of being run by the Empire and not and them not wanting to be run by the Empire? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's getting dark now yeah. because they declare this and then uh, they say no ships are permitted to land, which means Chewbacca might not show up for Life Day. And then Sean Don comes in to get some of that mala ass, I think. Yeah, he wants some of her wookie ookies. <laughs> <laughs> he did it all for the wookie. The wookie. Well, no, because he gives her a gift, and then he's like, whoa, 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 is that how you greet your friends? And then she has to kiss him. Yeah. I love to make a wookie happy. And now for the lovely lady of the house. Happy life day. Now, wait, wait, not so fast. What does an old friend get? Well, that's more like it. There's a lot of casual sexual harassment going on. It's the 70s. That's why we made all these strides only to have them ripped away was because of what Star Wars Life Day was like. Carol, Carol, it hasn't been ripped away yet. (laughs) A lot of it. We'll see. Give it a couple of years then. Okay. That's all the <laughs> Then it'll be ripped away. Stock uh, up birth control yeah, and plan no. B. I'm not even kidding. Do it. What does uh, Sandan bring for uh, for Itchy? A uh, sex machine? Yep. What you bring <laughs> for all, creepy old men. <laughs> Porn. I could not. 
Are we getting into that part? Because I, the whole time I was watching it, I could not believe that I was watching it. Well, it's one of those you start watching it and you're like, oh, they just, you know, it's like naivety. And then you realize, no, there's no naivety to this. This They were going for a porn machine, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. There's no other way to interpret this scene. <laughs> exactly. Because you're just like, I was create. Wait, I think I missed this part. What? <laughs> Ryan, you're a fool. Did you, you guys, this was itchy. really hard to get through. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you missed the part where Sandan gave Itchy porn and then he proceeded to watch it in the living room of his daughter-in-law's house. Yeah. It was amazing. It's like, well, I'm constructed by your mind to do whatever you want. I'll tell you the secret. I find you adorable. I find you adorable. I find you adorable. I don't need to ask how you find me. You see, I am your fantasy. I am your experience. I am so experience me. So experience. I am your pleasure. This is our moment. And it's about that time that I was like, wait, they're just going straight for it. They're not like alluding to it. It's not just a side effect. This is a porn machine to pleasure Itchy. Yeah, go ahead. Then they start showing like shots of his like quote facial reaction. Yeah. (laughs) It's like he's he's masturbating. (laughs) It's his facial reaction and it's also what they do with it. So like she's saying really weird sci fi sexy shit. Yeah, this is when Diane Carroll is singing. Yeah, she's this disco lady, the black uh, lady with like purple hair, mm -hmm. and then but the so 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 itchy the butthole grandpa is having like a really (laughs) sexual reaction to her, and his upper lip is hair on it, and he's like quivering, and then he's Mm -hmm. slotting his head into like this hair cooking dome where he gets the pleasure from, and it it's so gross. It hasn't been this gross since Tina used the broom handle in Mrs. Bliss's. (laughs) <laughs> garbage disposal I almost regret that I wasn't paying much attention <laughs> this part was in your face sexual Ryan this yeah. is what I was talking about yeah, I think I made the right decision still <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I have to say about the song is it kind of seemed James Bond-esque from all my life I Yeah, I, in fact, David, this is the point where I pulled out my phone and looked up Diane Carroll on IMDb because I was like, mm-hmm. did she do a, like, did she sing a Bond song at some point? Because this sound, yeah. it did sound very Bond-esque. Did she? No, she did not. No. <laughs> I did the same thing, actually. She not. died a month after this. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't handle the shame. Yeah. Uh, so then... Uh, we come back and the Wookiees contact Princess Leia and C-3PO who are like hanging out in an office or something. <laughs> like Leia's at her desk job. Found yeah. Some paper. yeah. And uh, Mala's like, this life day sucks. And Leia's like, I don't care. I just want to talk to Han. She says it may be a happy life day for you, but personally she's seen happier ones. I don't want to tie the channels. So could you do me a favor and send either Chewbacca or Han Solo to the screen, please? Yeah. C 
See, Leia is Wookiee racist. She will not <laughs> no. talk to Wookiees. She will not award them medals after Star Wars A New Hope when they do oh, shit. Yeah, no medal for you did. at the medal ceremony, yeah, biatch. Yeah. yeah, she didn't care about, yeah. She like, will not talk to Wookiees. Carol, in Leia's defense, Carrie Fisher yeah. is clearly coked out of her gourd throughout this entire <laughs> scene. She has Man. no idea who's a Wookiee or not. Right? Yeah, but you're... You're talking about Carrie Fisher. This is in the script. Eh? Do you think they just like edited the script because she's coked out? Yeah. Or do you think the script was like, okay, I don't care that you're upset right now. I just want to talk to Han. David, I want to I want to take issue with your assumption that there's a script. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the script if there is a cocktail napkin that has two sprawlings on it. I did write down at this point that Leia's talking to the Wookiees like they're simple and or special needs children. Like, yeah, exactly. she's oh, like, yeah. I'm sure they'll be fine. Now, why don't you go sit down? And, and if anybody wants to, like, actually gossip about how Carrie Fisher just said that her and Harrison Ford were carrying on an affair during the original Star Wars filming, oh. when Carrie was, like, 22 and Harrison was, like, 36 and he had a wife and family, oh, she did just say they had an affair. So when she was calling home to lumpy it was a lot like she was talking to the actual wife of harrison ford and being like condescending as well <laughs> but i like carrie fisher a lot uh, yeah <laughs> yeah did you guys not hear that gossip no i heard it yeah i heard about it it was she was on like colbert yeah. or something talking about it it wasn't gossip would suggest that it was like rooted out by like <laughs> backstage rumors and stuff she was on a talk show it was like yeah i had an affair with harrison ford I heard it in an alley. Um, David, I was scrolling through, <laughs> the Cracked Research team was scrolling through the uh, yeah. trivia page for this, and uh, none of this stuff is sourced, so I always wonder how much of it is true, but according to producer Mitzi Welch, the sequence with Diane Carroll was intended to be softcore porno that would pass the censors. Wow. <laughs> well, they succeed. <laughs> Swing in a hit. So then it goes to, then basically uh, Princess Leia is like, I don't want to talk to these simple Wookiees. Get me somebody who looks like me on the <laughs> video monitor. So Sandan shows up and he's like, oh, I'm part of the Rebel Alliance. And then they talk and they're like, okay, we're going to get Han there. And then they go get Wookiee Ookies. Yep. What's that I smell? Okay. Going to be some of those famous Wookiee Ookies? What is a Wookiee Ookie, Austin? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Didn't you read a book about it? <laughs> Sundon is almost as bad of a name as Daxter Jexter. Uh, Dexter Jetster. Dexter Jexter. <laughs> These Star Wars names, you guys, uh, they got so I feel bad. like Sundon is better than Dexter Jetster. You're right. As as sad as, as, as low a bar as that is to clear, <laughs> I think Sundon clears it. How do you spell Sundon? Uh, S-A-U-N-D-A-U-N, I believe. Uh, I thought it was right. D A N. Ah, uh, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right, David. Not that it really matters, but uh, yeah. not that I'm going to look it up right now. Clear uh, that up. Then we last we saw Han and Chewbacca, they were in a firefight with the Empire. Now suddenly we just learned that they made it through somehow, and they're at Kashyyyk. So you know that that's great. Way to show us that important part. Well, they were the Empire were distracted by that long psychedelic musical sequences. Did you <laughs> yeah, see those crystals and shit? All that spinning crystals and shit. Yeah, I would have been distracted too. Everybody was jacking off. <laughs> so, the whole Empire all at once. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, according to Wikipedia, a Wookie Ookie 
is a type of uh. Wookiee food lumpawaru <laughs> particularly favored as they were made for him as when he was young, his mother, Malatabuck, commonly made them for him. Sandan also enjoyed Mala's Wookie Ookies. So there you go. It's basically, I think it's supposed to be like a cookie. But see. That's like uh, obnoxious. Right? Isn't Long it? story short, it's a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting to. There's a knock at the door, and we're led to believe it's going to be Han and Chewbacca, <gasps> but they're stormtroopers. Then we get to my favorite part of the video, which is commercials. Okay, Yay. seriously, I legit think my favorite part of this was that they, whoever ripped this <laughs> included some of the commercials from the 70s, and they are they fantastic. Yeah, we yeah. get a commercial yeah. for 60 Minutes, All in the Family, Alice, Lucy Goes to Nashville, <laughs> Dallas, and then we get a Comtrex cold relief commercial. Uh-huh. Well, and there was like this whole thing was sponsored by General Motors and there was like yeah. this really long General Motors ad where the guy's just mm. muttering the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I work for General Motors. I've been working there for 12 years. Yeah. I wrote down like, uh, remember General Motors? You guys know how bad something is when we're looking forward to the commercials <laughs> this much? I know. And then but they're also 70s commercials, because then he gets some guy who's like, I'm part of the ladies' garment union. And then he sang and a song! <laughs> then they sing the Look for the Union label song. Oh, yeah. And I I'm like, I... oh, unions, Regan's going to take care of you. I guess I'll, like, wait chronologically, but I do have some things to say about some other pantyhose. That oh, there's yeah. a lot of there's pantyhose lot of in this area. Commercials yeah, too. yeah, we get right up in What's there. What's sad is I wrote down, as true today as back then... Because Reagan, you'll take he'll take care of those unions, and then Trump will finish them off. We'll see. Uh, the things I could say, which might end up at the end of this podcast. <laughs> do, do. So then we get a genuine Bell phones commercial and the Bible on Saturday. I didn't realize they already had a Bible series. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't realize the Bible was out yet when this came out. Let's review that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Do you guys remember telephones? No, uh, do you <laughs> remember know. Garfield telephones? <laughs> no, Snoopy and uh, Woodstock, I think. It was. Yeah. <laughs> sick, sick-ass telephones. Oh, and Reggie Jackson has his own candy. That's oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And then Dolly was on Saturday at 7. Uh, so then we come back, and they're, all the, the Empire is now in the Chewbacca household. And I love how they don't talk. Like, there's large swaths of time where no one says anything, and it just seems <laughs> no. like such an odd thing to be broadcasting. There's nothing more to be said than people under the oppressive thumb of a uh, imperial government. I guess. Yeah, people under the oppressive thumb watching bad TV. This is when it absolutely started to feel too real. <laughs> so what's interesting is they know that there's a missing Wookiee, but they don't know the names of anybody, so they don't know it's Chewbacca is what I'm... I'm but they know it's a male. Yeah. I'm terribly unclear what's going on here beyond the vague notion <laughs> that Chewbacca's wanted by the Imperials and they're looking for him. Yeah. But not, like, really wanted, just, like, casual. Right. Yeah. So then Sandan's trying to distract him, and he says Wookiee food isn't the greatest, and I'm like, the Wookiees are right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> class, all right? Do you think you always pull out, like, long hairs out of your mouth when you're eating Wookiee? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, just a fucking fist Yeah, pull. she wasn't wearing a body net, was she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Sandan decides to, like, distract the guards with some Jefferson Starship. Oh, what my God. What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, my God. 
I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> part. It was not we built this city. And so I, yeah, I was, yeah, really I was very disappointed as well. Okay, first of all, fucking Jeffs. Fucking Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Second of all. Are you a Jefferson Airplane fan? Yeah, no, fuck them. Did you see when <laughs> Jefferson Starship opened up this take and it was a silhouette and they designed the microphone to look exactly like a dick? Yeah. And yeah. and originally I would just have been like Oh my god. At first I would have been just like, Oh, that's just Carol <laughs> reading porn into it. But after that quote no! about how they were trying to make this like softcore porn, that was probably intentional. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Didn't you see it? Didn't you see how he was like whapping it against his face and then he rubbed it on his face Wait, and he was like did, did we skip the cartoon? No, that comes up next. No. No, that's coming up next. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> You missed the dicks too, Ryan. I'm not gonna lie, I did kind of fast forward through some of Jefferson Starship. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, you need to see when he inserts the microphone into his <laughs> anus. That's Thank you, David. That's the best part. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I took so many screen grabs. <laughs> I don't even like Star Wars anymore, and I just started screen grabbing everything because of this like, dick. Some memes are happening here, and I got to make sure. Will baby, for. I couldn't believe it. I like so like I like to skirt the line, but the, there were these rock and roll men putting this. So okay, they do the the lightsaber effect just like really cheaply on the microphone and the instruments. Kind of like the Money for Nothing video, just like glowing laser, yeah. but it's all pink, so it looks like a pink dick the whole <laughs> time. So much more like Jefferson Star Dick. Did you guys not see a dick? Seriously? Yeah, I wasn't paying. Yeah, I was. I was kind of buzzing through it. Oh my god! <laughs> I was playing Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> you guys miss all the good dicks. So <laughs> no, I still got mine. Uh, so. <laughs> Walked right into that one. Uh, Since Lumpy's house is being ransacked, he decides to escape. And so he starts watching a cartoon that's about the Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down, is it a story or a documentary? He acts really frightened like it has real bearing. Like, I I think it's, like, security footage for him. But regardless of, like, if it has, if this is a documentary or, or, like, a story... He should be scared either way because he know like it has to have happened in the past because they know Chewbacca and Han are de- yeah that's a good yeah coming right. to life day now I don't know. yeah they're together or maybe this is what's happening to them right now but anyway this animation was awesome it was so cool. <laughs> awesome it, 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 you meant awful <laughs> no I no. thought it looked great it looked like that kind of heavy metal era yeah you know? yeah yeah it looked really indie comics so yeah. like our Crom like Ralph Bakshi or something. Yeah, it was really sick drawings, and it was it's funnily articulated. Like, they're really prancy with the hands, but mm. I found it eminently watchable. Well, the drawings were good. I don't know if the animation yeah. was good. The animation was serviceable. But, like, the keyframes, and it was well-designed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I really liked also how Luke Skywalker's character in this was so lonely and just really, really wanted Boba Fett to be his friend. <laughs> I think also... I. Part of why I liked the animation so much was because I had been watching the Star Wars Holiday Special for an hour. <laughs> and I was just like, I'll take what I can get. I'd- it's the high point. That's why it's in the midpoint. We're going to agree to disagree on the animation because I thought it was awful. Are you kidding, David? No. David, I thought you were smart. Wow. I don't know. Austin, break the tie. It's not really a tie because right now it's two against one. 
So I, all I can do is is add to the majority against Austin semantics. <laughs> just say what your opinion. I is. didn't love it either. <gasps> but like all those all those things you guys just cited as it being very much like are also things that I don't like. Do okay. you not like Ralph Bakshi's wizards? Because I mean, I, I get yeah, it. not not really. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm like, it didn't look cheap, you know, like, which is what I will I was give expecting. you that. Yeah, it did not look cheap. And actually, this is the same. Uh, it's Nelvana is the same studio that mm. will produce the droids and Ewoks cartoons that are released after oh, Return of the Jedi. That makes sense. Those were done a little cheaper oh, than yeah, this, weren't yeah. they? Like, they were, like in terms of this animation, they were Saturday morning cartoons, and they did not, and they did not look anything like this. Yeah. yeah, in terms of this animation, I will say that a lot of it was drawn frame to frame to frame to frame, not just like you know these days in Flash when you move one drawing across the screen. Yeah, I thought so Han looked really like well a drafted. fucking monster with his like enormous yeah. wide face and chin, and yeah, it was like super elongated. Yeah, you didn't like that? No, I want things to look like the things they're supposed to look like. Weird. So this yeah, is the first appearance of Boba Fett. This is? Like, in any yeah. Wars, anything. Yeah, it is. And he's riding a dinosaur, which is pretty bitchin'. And cool. I thought Boba Fett was cool until he hit his dinosaur, and then I'm like, you're a bitch, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, don't hit Boba a dinosaur. The whole This whole sequence of, like, Luke and the droids in a Y-wing that crashes on a watery planet, and then... It, jettisons an escape pod that gets picked up by a guy riding a dinosaur is pretty much the exact same thing that happens in like issue 11 or 12 of the original star Wars series, like beat for beat. And it made me wonder if they used that as the inspiration for that. Mm. And not just like Austin push up your glass. I know when it just, it, it struck me. <laughs> It struck me not just because it was like, oh, a water planet and a dinosaur, but like all the specific things of like jettisoning the escape pod and the way that they thought the dinosaur was going to eat them. But then it turned out somebody was riding it and had control of it. Like every little detail was pretty much the same as in that issue. And it just really jumped out at me as being the same thing. Was there a human sleeping virus going on? That's, oh my that's God. the point where it stopped. So, like, once you actually saw that, like, Boba Fett, and it wasn't Boba Fett in the comic that was riding the dinosaur, obviously. It was Bobo Fett. From that point forward, <laughs> it was, um, it was, it, it was, was different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you say, do you say uh, Baba or Boba? What? It's Boba, right? I think, it's yeah, Boba. it's Boba. I've always said the Baba, end. though. <laughs> and then the end. <laughs> Thanks uh, for singing the song. Anyways. Okay, uh, see you next week. <laughs> So then uh, it turns out Boba Fett isn't the ally he appeared to be. And so that's when the kid gets freaked out. And we get more commercials. Yeah. Luke is so scared, though. He's like, I think Boba Fett will be my nice friend. And maybe he'll kiss me later. (laughs) I like that he says, Boba, you're a hero and a faithful friend. Boba, you're a hero and a faithful friend. You've known him for like an hour. Yeah, that's like Luke's opener. <laughs> yeah. He's like so into him. It's embarrassing. Well, they, so they go to commercial and they have the GM. It's another one of those long GM ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just like the fact that the guy said, that's no jive. We are super critical on that line. We'll knock down engines for a bad paint job. And that's no jive. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very serious use of that term. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I liked how they called out uh, Minnesota getting 11 inches of snow. Winter moved in on the Midwest today. 11 inches of snow in Minnesota. That's a lot of inches. 
Yeah, so we well first we got a Pillsbury plus yellow cake commercial with a lot of close ups of women eating cake. Yeah, baby. It seemed kind of porny in and of itself. <laughs> Ryan Ryan enjoyed that. Yeah, love it. Mmm, show me some more of that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hungry jack commercial for pancakes. Then we got the news which told us that uh Brezhnev has told senators that Russia has detonated a neutron bomb, which shit. Yeah. I and hope we we're going to be okay. Right? <laughs> That's going to happen again, too. And then right. secrets have been sold to Russia, too, but now uh, R- Russia sells us secrets, I yeah. think. Uh, and then we got 11 inches of snow in Minnesota, so we got a shout-out. Minnesota. Woo! Portland was nowhere to be found. Portland had snow today. Portland, <laughs> damn, are you like Portland? Because you got me freaking out about under five inches. I saw it, Carol. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we don't even have that much. I know, yeah, we yeah. don't. We just say we do. <laughs> you like to exaggerate the number of inches you Scott have. Got round up, baby. <laughs> uh, they thought people in New England were going to get it on during a snowstorm, but they didn't. And uh, then we got a commercial for Bobby Vinton's Rock and Rollers, which, whatever. <laughs> then Wild Geese. Have it, and that's a movie, <laughs> that's a movie apparently. apparently. <laughs> I've never heard of it before. It <laughs> sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's some famous people. Yeah, it looks song. like an old like a World War II kind of thing. Yeah. How wild are the geese? Pretty wild. Yeah, they must be And then, do you wild. remember when they used to do that at the end of movie commercials on TV? They'd be like, now playing at these select theaters, they'd list the names oh, of, like, yeah, yeah. local <laughs> movie like theaters. The ad for The Wiz was really interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Testimonials from people. Uh, and, like, yeah. Uh, then, Glenn Burnie MD is all I have. I, <laughs> what that was. I can't even remember it. Oh, then we come back, and the soldiers come across the kid who had reacted. Then they look, and they're like, oh, it's just some game. And I'm like, is it or isn't it? I don't even know what he's watching right now. He's playing Farmville. Yeah, <laughs> on the porn bot. Uh, so then we get the end of this uh, cartoon, which pretty much ends with R2 saying, "Yo, I saw Boba and Darth talking," and so then Boba just gets the hell out of there, and they're like, "Oh, it's a good thing we didn't befriend him too much." Did we go into what the stupid upside down sleeping disease was? <laughs> Do we have to? Uh, Just was, know no, that it wasn't. Well, was yeah, I don't think we need to. I don't think yeah. we need to get into that. It's for the best. Let's move on. For the audience's sake, uh, there's a sleeping <laughs> disease, and then they had to flip them upside down, so blood rushes to their head. And they were tied up. Like if you're into yeah. tied up Han Solo and Luke yeah. Skywalker kissing each other. You could see it here. It was a little autoerotic asphyxiation going on, definitely. Yeah, a little choky JoJo. I assume Chewbacca took some liberties, but that's what you do once you get a sleep disease. Once a man's tied up, you can do whatever you want with him. (laughs) When they flashed into this, you see like Chewie like at the screen and Chewbacca and Han is in the background like trussed up, upside down, sleeping. And they do like the Harrison Ford design because they drew him. Like, he was squinting the whole time, and Harrison Ford is so lazy in the whole Life Day performance. It really suited his voice acting as well. The important thing is that now, when we go to see Empire Strikes Back, we will have more information about that dude hanging out with Darth Vader at the end than people who didn't watch this special, and that's what matters. Well, no, he's not a good friend. Exactly. No, but we didn't even learn about the disintegration. Right? (laughs) <laughs> It'd be great if they could have brought Darth that Vader's, in. Uh, <laughs> intense That's Boba Fett. He loves disintegration. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then we come back and the these like Imperial guards are just tearing shit up and breaking toys. And I started feeling bad for the kid. Right? I don't know. Yeah. 
This is getting intense. This is me being pedantic, but I also have to point out that in every single scene, the stormtroopers are holding their guns wrong. Oh. <laughs> it just drove me nuts. So then the kid tries to escape into the new toy you got, which is like an amorphium transmitter, if I got that right or something. I guess it's kind of yeah, like how you, like, back in the day, you could, like, build mm-hmm. your own radio, like you'd get that as a Christmas present kind of a thing. That's what I was assuming, but what was weird is, like, this became, like, I, I'm viewing this as a variety show, and so when there's those weird times when they get into a song act, I'm like, okay, they're just trying to, you know, pivot into a song however awkwardly, but then, so then this whole thing is about the instruction video that's going on with the kid, and I don't even know what, like, the joke is, or what's supposed to be I have happening. no idea what's, yeah, this is the point in which I wrote down, people in the 70s must have been easily entertained. Because <laughs> he just started like talking weirdly in this instructional video, and I. Thank you for selecting our brand of mini transmitter. If you assemble it properly, following the instructions I am about to give you, it will provide many years of fun and valuable service. But now, let's get started, shall we? This part was so boring. The whole thing was boring. Yeah. Do we know, like, did people like this at all I, when it came no. out? No. No one liked it. Was there, like, a backlash? Because it's, like, crazy bad. I think it was critically panned. I mean, I don't... I wonder about it because I just... Part of this just reminds me of 70s variety shows, which have sure. never done much for me anyways. But you have to consider at this time, Star Wars is just one movie, and that's all it is. Yeah. Like, but this, this is... didn't hurt it at all. Right. No. I mean, do you think yeah, when this... Empire Strikes Back was coming out, people were like, oh, they're going to have to really pull some shit to live down that Star Wars Christmas <laughs> special? Yeah, I, I, think, I don't like, think so. I think, like, the two people who saw this... So it it aired one time and then has been buried, and that's why all the copies we've seen are really fuzzy VHSs, is because it's been abandoned so fast. If I was, like, seven when this was coming out, though, yeah. you bet your ass I would have been waiting for Oh, yeah, totally. I would have watched the whole thing. Sure. I was thinking about, like, if dads are watching this and moms with their children... Like, when it gets to, like, the itchy watching the <laughs> pornography, that's when I would have to switch the channel. No, that's when the dads the are problem. like, finally, something for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it, you couldn't actually jack off to that nice space lady, Speak could for you? yourself. Okay. Okay. Well, see, what I question, and this may get to the end, what, like, what I'll say in the end, too, but it's a... Uh, it's a stupid variety show that doesn't do a whole lot for me, but I feel like the 70s was filled with stupid variety shows that don't do... Much for my taste. The Osmonds. Did people going into this know that that's what this was going to be? Or did they expect some sort of continuation or add-on to the Star Wars movie in a significant way? Because if you were looking for that second part, then you were just going to be completely disappointed. If you're expecting just some kind of like a goofy variety show that just featured star wars characters that you weren't supposed to take seriously you're still going to end up disappointed but i don't know if the backlash of like this is ruining my child yeah that's happen. a i don't even know if the whole ruining my child oh my god can you imagine if twitter had existed when this <laughs> came out? Uh, that'd and be if amazing. people were as hardcore about star wars as they were yeah. are now in like a very invested this is my life kind of way instead of a 
this is a really cool movie I want to see more of. Kind like, of. what if something came out this year that was the equivalent, like yeah. a, a network Star oh, Wars holiday I mean, that's one of my that's one of my favorite things, Ryan, is when you see stuff on Twitter. Like, what if Twitter was around back when X happened, and particularly with like yeah. comic book stuff, where it's like. What if Twitter was around back when Stanley brought back Captain America and everyone would just be like, doesn't dead mean dead anymore? Can't we just leave characters yeah. dead? He died in the golden age. raised my childhood. I, that was my favorite story. Leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, we get some more commercials. Yay, finally. We get Tobor the robot, which is robot spelled Tobor backwards. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor the telesonic robot from Shopper question about tobor the robot <laughs> is it why don't you have that's one? question one question two is why is the fact that tobor is robot backwards relevant in any way to the commercial why don't you get it <laughs> how is crossfire anyway relevant to the crossfire! game crossfire except you get to say I'm just saying, like, why did they feel compelled to point, like, they're just like, he's remote controlled, he does awesome things, Tobor is robot spelled backwards, buy one today, like, like it was a sales point or something. I think it's a great catch line, yeah. I think it's great. Made me want I one. think it's just, uh, somebody <laughs> decided to call it Tobor because they thought it was catchy, but then some ad exec was afraid people wouldn't <laughs> yeah. make sure. You, you gotta include that in the commercial. Let's be clear, none of that undermines the fact that I totally want one. <laughs> Is this when we it's had just, the ad for the where you draw the line with a crayon and the car yeah, drives along it? Yeah, I think it? so. Uh, I wanted those, but I, but I was also it. like, there's no fucking way that thing works. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that commercial was rigged. It had to be. We got a Revlon commercial, which is Nullverse spelled back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it for that like cream gloss that you put on? It looks like lip yeah. gloss, but you put it on your cheeks, and then it, you can go in water, mm-hmm. and it looks like cream but feels like powder. I don't think that's true. I don't think it worked like that. I like how all these like revolutionary <laughs> products, since these ads are so old, you're like, oh, I'm sure that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we still don't have that. <laughs> Things used to not work for shit. Then we got a commercial that I think thought was about saving the eagles but it turned out it was about whirlpool appliances so that was so that. preachy i thought that was gonna be the one like about unions it went yeah, on and on oh yeah it went on and on it was about how things aren't made like they used to but the but the thing they started out with was like there's a danger to this country and they had an eagle showing and i'm like oh they're gonna talk about how we're killing all the eagles but, hey david did no. you know that uh elgay is eagle spelled backwards <laughs> you're an elgay I, I prefer to call it elgay uh <laughs> elgay i don't know whatever shut up austin uh so <laughs> then we, we come back and the empire has messed shit up <laughs> And now they're like, let's watch what's going on on Tatooine now. I don't know. This is like, the government has mandated we watch what's going on in this one bar on Tatooine. Yeah. Which makes no sense, because the whole idea of Tatooine is supposed to be that it's like this backwater dump planet that doesn't really draw anyone's attention. Yet, apparently, the Empire is using it as, like, the poster child for their oppression. Seems to be where everything happens. Don't you know that everything B. Arthur does is legally required viewing, David? (laughs) Maybe that was it. They're like, listen, this is a backwoods planet, but... Here's BR. Early on in the scene when they're showing just like stormtroopers marching through the streets in obviously reused footage from A New Hope, um, there's a shot of like one crazy looking alien running down 
the the shot while a super tall alien with like v-shaped legs comes walking towards him into the mm-hmm. frame which is 100 percent a deleted scene that appeared on the blu-ray of new hope when they had all like the deleted scenes mm-hmm. oh shit they just made use of deleted. so like they were not just pulling scenes that were in the movie but they were actually like harvesting deleted scenes for this thing well, I heard actually that when they released the Blu-ray, they repackaged some stuff from the holiday special and pretended they were deleted scenes. <laughs> uh, that would have been pretty fantastic. So, B. Arthur, huh? So, yeah, so we're at the most Isley can- Cantina. A wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, and B. Arthur. And B. Arthur. And, Arthur. <laughs> and she's getting... <laughs> Which one is she? Is she scum or villainy? She's neither. She's B. That was my Arthur. Point of separating yeah. Them. She's B. Arthur. That's she's an the... entity unto herself. I actually found her character, like, really uh, greedy. She just hustled drinks out of people. Yeah, well, she's getting, like, sexually harassed, though, too. and that was. I of... mean, that's my yeah. other question, is about B. Arthur's sex. Does she fuck those Muppets? Maybe. They're all very handsy with her. I was uncomfortable. I'm like... <laughs> Stop touching her so much. Hey, Carolyn, I, I'm confused by your question. Are you asking if... The character in this yes. show is yes. fucking the aliens. Yes. Or are you asking if B. Arthur has taken these uh, puppets into her like dressing room and then decided to have her way with the Muppets themselves? You're very astute. It is a multi-tiered question. My question is both questions. Uh, yes to both. It's okay. Just, <laughs> there's a lot of... No, some dude walks in and he's like, you once told me to come back soon, you'll be waiting, and now I want to have sex with you because you're in love with me. And it's almost creepy because it's kind of the stuff you think what actually happens to waitresses. Yeah. And he's got a big weird space flower, and he's the weird old man. Yeah. Also, why was this in the holiday special? <laughs> what was this? Filler. Filler. It's all filler. Well, this but is... I'm trying to filler in this. No. <laughs> no. And within the context of the story, are, so like, we're supposed to be watching an Imperial broadcast. Are they filming her bantering with these patrons? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. It's yeah. like a documentary. It's like reality TV for the Empire. It's proto-reality TV. They even said it all preaching with like, we do not condone this lifestyle. Be glad that you are not these people, which is the same thing they said before Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna I was just gonna do some cracked research team stuff. Uh okay. apparently B. Arthur claimed she only appeared in the special because her youngest child was a big Star Wars fan. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Immediately regretted it. Uh huh. That she was like, ah, pff, that kid's not getting any more Christmas presents. She w- she wished she'd gotten that abortion after all. <laughs> nice Ryan. <laughs> uh, and also the Cantina sequence took an entire day to shoot. And the actors in alien costumes began to pass out due to a lack of oxygen. <laughs> so oxygen tanks were provided for them to use between takes. Do you uh, think it was worth they were it, huffing too. oxygen and nitrous oxide? Probably. And so, uh, so obviously this is all just like reused cantina alien masks and gloves yeah. and things. To the point where like Ponda Baba, the alien that loses his <laughs> arm to Obi-Wan, is there He's with both. Of the his arms. Phase. That'd be yes. awesome if he had one arm. If it was that like, would be that would be fantastic. Out at the bar. Yeah. That's 
That's another thing is that, like, B. Arthur is, like, touching – I she touches the Muppets, you guys. I love watching out for <laughs> sexism, but it's absolutely consensual. And she grabs on to Greedo and, like, dances with him for a yeah, long time. Really and I'm like, was she pissed when Han Solo murdered him? Well, he's, he's already dead at this point, but – Oh, yeah. so is that, like, his daughter or his, his wife it or must his be. son? Yeah. They're not okay. – I know they all look alike to you, Carol, but <laughs> – Fuck. Fuck. I like when B. Arthur sang to a giant rat. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So should we get to it just because I feel like it's getting intense because the Empire institutes some sort of curfew and closes down the bar. But and like no one's going to leave this bar and she's trying to get there and it feels like she's like fearing for her life and I'm like, why is this a holiday special? It was like cabaret. You guys, this Absolutely. is this is how this is how bar close works. The bars say <laughs> we're closing, and the patrons say no, and they say okay, one more drink, then you have yeah. to leave. One more drink on the house. We're closed. I said we're closed. Look, I'm sorry, we are closed. The Empire just imposed a curfew on this planet. Everybody has to leave right now. Torque, I don't want any more trouble. You take care of the door. All right. All right. All right. All right. I can take a hint. We'll have one more round. On the house. They shake their cups around, and then a lady touches you and sings you. And then they about... sing you a fucking boss-ass song. Just like a, a weird <laughs> to, go-home lullaby. Yeah. To the cantina. Uh, yeah, to the... The cantina's song. only in the middle. It was jammed in. Most of it was different. <laughs> Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. I liked how yeah. at the end of the song like turns into this big march of like these like groaning rounds of aliens singing and like and then it's not even the only time you hear these like weird alien groans for too long in a song (laughs) it's messed up but i just i don't know everything's getting really dark because of this whole imperial oppression and because of a fascist regime yeah (laughs) it's really bumming me out man um i did like this song though this is like the one like like i legitimately like this is kind of a catchy tune like i would listen to this song again Jesus the message Christ, is good, but it has some bad parts. What is this? It's like, one more drink, my friend. Uh, we'll be friends, friend, friend. It's not the end, friend. If you're a friend, friend. Then- <laughs> There's like one time where yeah, they It kind of like has like a little, times. like, almost like a slow polka beat to it. And yeah, yeah, it's it, like a Russian morning. Yeah, song. it builds nicely and... Yeah. Plus it it's something it's, to it. Plus it's B. It's, Arthur singing to a bunch of space muppets. <laughs> Touching them up. That does work. I wonder what she thinks about this. <laughs> I don't. Well, she doesn't think anything about it now. But when she was alive, she probably didn't think of it much at all. <laughs> Cash that check. Uh, yep. Then we get a commercial for Anison. 
And for the wig. I think it's a headache stuff. Woolite, yep. Sheer pantyhose. Okay, I have a lot to say about the pantyhose <laughs> starting now. Um, no, is this, I think there's two pantyhose yeah. ones, and the second one I'm gonna cut ahead because it's the one where the lady actually puts her hands into the pantyhose yeah. and like opens up the panty, <laughs> and you just sexual. look really close at the camera at that panty spider. Yeah, and then like they're folding it so it's like the panty crotch almost. Yeah, she's basically like, here's the part that touches your vagina yeah <laughs> and you're not supposed to look at that part i'm not gonna say i didn't whack off to it but you know <laughs> i can't believe they were showing that on network television the 70s is i don't know you just realize the world's much odder it nothing goes in a linear fashion you know yeah i'm just saying like what people like and dislike and what's prudish and what isn't it just all changes and it's not like a straight line right. or anything. Yeah. Totally. I found it very scandalous myself. We next get a McDonald's ad where it's apparently tough to say there's more in the middle of an egg McMuffin than an egg in the middle of the muffin. <laughs> yeah, you did it on the first take, David. Good job, Boom. David. Suck it, 70s <laughs> commercial. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Uh, next we get a, a commercial for Flying High, and I just want to see this because it looks like just sex on airplanes. but <laughs> Right? Uh, we got a Mercury Lincoln Auto Dealership commercial, and then The Wiz, which had the, uh, testimonials that we talked about. (laughs) He's on top, he's on top the road! Then we come back to the Stormtrooper still busting shit up, and he destroys that transmitter the kid was using to, that he built, which was kind of sad. Yeah, he, like, broke his Christmas present. (laughs) I know, so they just show, yeah, I don't know. It's just depressing. Cause Occupying it's... forces are a real bummer. Can you imagine if you had like a weird army guy in your living room right now taking a shit while we were doing yeah, this podcast? Doing whatever they feel like because they can. And then when he's done like shitting, he just roommate. comes over and smashes your laptop. I know. <laughs> My <Maybe>. files. <laughs> My memes. <laughs> then they all get called back, except one stormtrooper is supposed to stay. This this is the point where the like seventies technology aesthetic fails because the like the lead Imperial guy pulls out a walkie talkie and then extends an antenna from it that's three times the <laughs> length of his arm to receive the message and you're just like Okay, yeah, now you've lost me. This I don't feel like this is space technology anymore. I didn't feel entirely like it was space technology just when we were in the kitchen of Lumpy's in the opening scene because that didn't look like a space oven. It just looked like a weird box. It was a Wookiee oven. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Like, if you Don't say judge. so. I'm judging. The Wookiees have their own technology. Uh, long story short, the stormtrooper gets thrown off the uh, house by Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, that's a simple straight-up murder. <laughs> Complete, complete with a Wilhelm scream when he goes over the edge. Yeah, I do want to say that it's the first time we've had a Wilhelm together, isn't it? It is, yeah. What does that sound like? That. Ah! Ah! It's really good. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You'd know it if you heard it, Ryan. That's close. (laughs) So, yeah, straight up murder of the Stormtrooper on Life Day. I think that's just, like, part of the package of Life Day. He's got (laughs) to take life to celebrate it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Harsh. Harsh but fair. (laughs) 
<laughs> what if it was taking a life day? I think it is. This is the point where I wrote down. It's shorthand, even. I just feel bad for Harrison Ford now. You don't feel bad for him. He gave the laziest performance of anybody. Yeah. Feel bad for the guys in those fucking suits. Yeah, that's a good you point. Know how sweaty Austin. they are right now. That's a good point. He got paid, Austin. Yeah, that's true. Harrison Ford is fine. <laughs> Uh, so after that, then Han Solo's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here because I don't want to be on the show anymore. And then... Bye! <laughs> Which is also what Harrison Ford says about every movie he's in ever. <laughs> Except for Air Force One. <laughs> yeah, like he one. wouldn't get off the set for that one. <laughs> Harrison, it's time to go home. But I want to be the president. <laughs> I'm the president on a plane. Get off my plane. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like he's the most successful actor who just never wanted to be an actor. Yeah. He's a carpenter. Mm-hmm. It's like he likes the money. Yeah, I think that's really <laughs> like what it boils down it. to. <laughs> so Sandan comes back and he's like, well, you know, that Empire is going to be looking for this dead storm to be straight up murdered. <laughs> Which I have to give the show credit because prior to that line of dialogue, I wrote down, I think the Empire is going to notice one of their stormtroopers <laughs> is dead. And they actually addressed it. Continuity on this thing was very fluid. So you figured they just wouldn't even worry about it exactly like, apparently they cared about this one thing so sandan lies to the empire and says he just this trooper robbed everybody and just headed for the hill and the empire's That's like the sounds good we'll we'll search for him <laughs> yeah sandan you're a trustworthy guy uh so then they all, then all the wookies start celebrating life day by holding glowing lights and wearing red okay robes. <laughs> okay i have a theory about this part <laughs> is it sexual in nature in a way, oh, okay. but not that sexual. So, like, sex and dying, sex and death are the two main <laughs> things. And those Wookiees are holding those globes, and I think maybe their Wookiee oven has been leaking gas before <laughs> the Stormtrooper won that battle and exploded them because it basically looks like they put on robes and join a cult and go to heaven. <laughs> well, what's weird is they end up at... Everything's weird. Uh, yeah, I know. Just as one thing is weird, no. They end up in a different place, which is like at a trunk of a tree. But then they end up back in the house, too, and it's like there's no explanation to how they got there or not. So Is that supposed actually... to be the trunk of a tree? Yeah, yeah. like oh, the I base of the tree. No, they're in the top of a tree. Yeah, yeah, but then when they're celebrating Life Day and Leia singing, that's at the trunk of a tree. Oh, yeah. oh shit. That that's the one day of a year they go down to the bottom of the tree to poop. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic said there's a lot of monsters down there, though. So oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was a rookie, a Wookiee rite of passage to descend to the lower levels and battle the creatures down there. Yeah. So then when they're, like, walking with their candles, they're just like, oh, 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 for, like, forever. And <laughs> the, the, groans. the sequence yeah. that I refer to as, what in the fuck is happening now? <laughs> My favorite, though, is they have this whole, one thing is, this is where they're really trying to sell you on the importance of Life Day. Like, they talk about it forever. Like, it's a real thing. Like, they talk about it like they really want people to appreciate Life Day. Like, yeah. really, and then Princess well, they Leia. They give zero context for it, too, you know. Princess Leia is like, no matter how different we appear, we are all the same in our struggles against evil and darkness. <laughs> no matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. 
She's right. Someone wrote that. And it's like, that's almost <laughs> deep. And then you're like, wait, no, it's not at all. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, it's deep compared to listening to <laughs> for 45 <laughs> minutes. but You're like, they're well, speaking something I can understand. <laughs> back, back to Carol's point, like, yeah. I feel like this has to be. I don't think they died. I think you're right. The oven was leaking gas. At least. And Give me that one. Hallucinating. Because, like, Leia's there and R2 and C3PO and Luke are there. And how the hell did they get to Kashi? Like, Han yeah. and Chewbacca had I wrote, all this issue. And I wrote that too. I'm like, wait, so they're all there now? Like, why did that. There's all this stuff that I thought that I just. Like, oh, I got up and took a piss, and maybe that's when they <laughs> showed up, but now I see that. No, you just missed the miss commercials anything. for FTD Florist, Fruit of a Loom, <laughs> Bell System, and No Nonsense Pantyhose. The Fruit of the Loom commercial was the old lady who was really into buying frugal underpants for yes. her man. Uh-huh. The only thing I seem to have missed is that weird softcore porn scene. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> Oh my god. You also missed all the dicks that Jeff from Jefferson Starship was chugging. I did not miss those. (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna look those up later tonight. So then, yeah, so then we get the Life Day celebration with Leia singing to the Star Wars theme song. Fisher put it in her contract that she wanted to sing? Well, according uh, according to the crack research team, she did. Baller move. She well, apparently she, said she wanted. She she demanded that she be allowed to sing in the special, <laughs> but did not like the song in the end. Same. I just like the fact that Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill had to like look inspired and like, <laughs> they're emotionally affected by this song. It was the hardest failed, acting but... job of their life. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill looked like way too chipper, and Harrison Ford looked like he was asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also Luke comes out wearing his uh, his white pajama outfit from the first movie, which is one of my big pet peeves that I railed on a lot when I was reviewing early issues of the Star Wars comic, where they would always put him in that outfit because it's like that's his like farm clothes. Now he's like uh... part of the rebellion, and. They even put him in different clothes at the end of the movie where he's got his like his jacket and his black shirt and his little like Han-esque pants that he's wearing. Why isn't he wearing that again? But they always put him back in his little white farm boy outfit. Maybe he misses his roots. So I like when we get like this really long still shot close up of Chewbacca's face. (laughs) And then we see like a montage of scenes from Star Wars. And so is that supposed to be like his memories? (laughs) Like is he reflecting back on the last year of his life as we celebrate Life Day or something? No, it's when your life flashes before your eyes. Right, I think what that was, was the producer saying, here's footage of something better that you liked more than this. Yeah. You know what's weird is I had a near-death experience one time. That is weird. (laughs) Great story. My life flashed before my eyes, and it was all just scenes from Star Wars. (laughs) 
Ryan, were you choking on a burger? No, I I fell from a, a high height. Cool. And on the on the way down, I just saw scenes from Star Wars. Do you know what helps? <laughs> you know what doesn't help? Princess Leia's song not sound terrible. Is having every is having it. it undercut <laughs> with all of the Wookies being like rawr, rawr, while while she's singing, and you're just like, oh my god, this is just this is like an aural catastrophe. Do you think that she was like, could you guys just tone it down just a little bit? Like, <laughs> no, she probably just assumed that she was the only one hearing it because of the coke. Yeah, she's like, that's not that can't it be can't really be. happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a pretty accurate representation of going to sing karaoke on Christmas. Oh, there you go. Yeah, or just whenever I sing karaoke. <laughs> the worst part to me about the Life Day celebration is that it's it's not even the end. <laughs> like I was like, well, at least it's yeah. over now. And I was like, there's yeah. how much more? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the end, but we got some commercials for Twice as Fresh. <laughs> what is it? It's like something you put on baby's poop. No, yeah, it's it's I, a, it's a air freshener. So it's basically like, yeah. but the novelty of it was so you have your air freshener that's like the the spray that like you just you know, you pull the trigger and it spritzes air freshener in the air. But then you also have the air freshener where you like unscrew it and there's a gel inside and that just sort of like periodically over time freshens up the air. This air freshener yeah. did both. You could set it and it would just freshen the room. But if you needed to like kick it up a notch, you could wave it around and it would release a mist in the air. Okay. Wow. <laughs> How much? Time do you have? I don't know. I don't know why I paid such close attention to that random commercial. Because <laughs> then the next commercial was for Star Wars, which I really toys. enjoyed. That oh, commercial man. that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> I heard the sales went down 10% because of this special. <laughs> Kids were like, I don't really want that for Christmas anymore. So, Austin. Yes. If yeah. you had all the toys from the first run, like mint in the box, how much would you rake in if you sold them all? If they were all like mint on card, mint in box? Yeah. VG uh, Plus. Yeah, like 10 grand maybe? Yeah, I guess that's what I said too, actually. Assuming. I was just curious because I'm watching it and all I can see is dollar signs. Assuming that they're all mint and assuming that you're getting like what they're actually worth. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's all relative. I was just curious. Yeah. Like, are you in the thousands? Yeah, tens I'd of say probably, pro- probably like 10 grand. How much did everybody want that remote control? Oh, R2 I totally wanted that remote control right R2, now. right? Yeah. Imagine that bringing you coffee in the morning and booze at night. That's all I need is a robot butler. It's true. Then we got a commercial for Colony Wine. Then we come back and then we end with uh, Wookiees celebrating Life Day some more. That's good because I needed a few more minutes of a bunch of Wookiees <laughs> sitting around together not oh speaking any English at all. Yeah, they just needed to fill out a little more time. One more scene. <laughs> hey, did you guys? What's funny is when I first heard about this, I I heard that it was like a Star Wars holiday special and it was a variety show. So in my mind, I thought it was live. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they like you know obviously they wouldn't have the special effects or whatever, but the people would just come out. So you had like you know Carrie Fisher coming out and singing in front of a live studio audience or whatever and just doing stupid stuff. But then when I saw it, I'm like, no, this was all recorded. So they all like watched this over and decided it was still okay to put this out yeah well they weren't gonna not release it they're like we're yeah, actually obligated we're not gonna film any more shit so this is what you get happy life day. that is what we got happy life day to you ryan happy life day we're not gonna film any more shit this is what you get happy life day 
<laughs> Fuck you, way. It's pronounced Kashik. Kashik. Happy life day, itchy. <laughs> Have an itchy butthole, you fat yeah. piece of shit. I I prefer to think of itchy as like uh, all in the family, Archie Bunker. Yeah. Just making racist comments sitting on the chair. Yeah, the, the whole time he's just like, ah, my, good, no, my no good for nothing son and palling around, <laughs> around with one of those humans. He has a point that it's... Chewie is wasting his life. But what's interesting about uh, Itchy is that he had that porn machine that <laughs> makes his fantasy. <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> No, but he just his fantasy is a human woman. That's kind of a, yeah, that's true. Know, racy, yeah, yeah. You know the internet. <laughs> what does he have against uh, Wookiees? He can see porn videos of them whenever he wants. This is a special holiday occasion. <laughs> <laughs> is it the holiday where you can watch porn of different species? <laughs> Maybe that's what life is. <laughs> Go watch the weirdest porn you can find. He's like, yeah. if I can't watch interspecies porn on Life Day, when can I? <laughs> And the Empire can just kill me now. <laughs> uh, anyone have anything more? No, say? dude, let's wrap this up. <laughs> 20 more minutes of... <laughs> this, this is coming from someone who doesn't hate the prequels. This was really bad. <laughs> It was, like, unwatchable, though. No, like, it wasn't right. even like, hey, watch this for fun. Yeah, so no, this isn't even That's the other thing. so bad. It's good. It's just, it's really bad. It's slow, and it's ponderous, and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, I was gonna, I, this, I actually torrented this, like, six years ago. Like, it was one of the first things I ever torrented, because I always wanted to see it, and there was never a way. And I probably watched, like, 12 minutes of it. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> no, I think I'm conflicted's the wrong term. Because it's bad, and it's objectively bad. I just, I think I have a reflexive reaction to when fanboys start talking about, like, things ruining their childhood or what they like and not being able to just be like, this is an instance of Star Wars that's bad, so you just kind of don't worry about it instead of acting like it's causing true harm to whatever you like about Star Wars, you know? This was like a stupid little experiment that was bad, but you can just ignore pretty easily. Well, it was actually the canary in the coal mine that well, told you to never trust Star Wars with all of your feelings, Austin Gordon. Yeah, that might be true, Carol. I don't doubt that. I'm just saying, much... I don't know. I feel like the prequels shouldn't make you just hate the originals, I guess. Sure, like sure. That. And there's something about the originals that were such a beautiful shot in the dark that they're mm-hmm. preserved in amber, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex tail with feathers on it forever now, which is nice. But if you look at Star Wars on the whole, it's a, kind of a sketchy dude, and you need to get him when he's on his good days, or just leave him alone when he's on his bad. Well, Austin and I have discussed this at ad nauseum but i think george lucas is the type of guy who needs somebody to say no to him. oh yeah. yeah yeah and as soon as people like and i think that's what happened with the originals you know in some respect and as soon as the prequels came out and nobody was going to question anything he says then you get what you get you know <laughs> and in the originals he was working with his wife who did a lot yeah. of the editing and yeah, script well mm-hmm. yeah managing, and she like made right, it good. he's working with kershner and with kershner and kasdan and Gary Kurtz right. is his producer. And, I mean, Rick McCollum, I mean, 
a lot of what's terrible about the prequels you can lay on Rick McCollum's doorstep as much as you can George Lucas's and it's except I don't know who he is. Is he, he the one who looks like he ate a baby's butt in the canteen? He was the producer of the uh, of the prequels and he was pretty much the guy who wouldn't say no to George Lucas and just enabled him and uh, went along with all of it and had a lot of shitty ideas of his own and yeah, but I mean, Carol, you say you, know, you say you have to be defensive about Star Wars and and whatnot, yeah. and I get like you've been burned by Star Wars, and mm-hmm. you know that sucks. But I understand why you feel that way. But I don't feel that way. Like I don't feel that Star Wars has burned me, so I don't feel like I have. Even now, after we just did what we did together, because <laughs> yeah, like David said, this is just a shitty what? thing they made in 1978. Like I could still love Star Wars, even though I watched this. You're a very forgiving know, lover, Austin. Austin. I'm I never gonna that. watch my. I'm not gonna be sorry for anything I ever do to you, Austin. Like I don't <laughs> ever have to watch this again. Like it doesn't have to be part of what I enjoy about Star Wars. Like, there are other Star Wars stories that I've seen that are also bad, and I've just been like, that was a bad Star Wars story. I'll move on and read another one, and that'll be better. That was what the prequels did to me, is I was like, this was three great movies, and now it's three great movies and three shitty movies, so they might as well just make a shitload of them now. Like, it was special, it was just three movies, (laughs) but now that they're making a ton, I'm like, yeah, and some will be good and some will be bad, and it just doesn't matter anymore. It's not preserved as this one thing anymore. I, f- I do feel, David, like most, I feel like most Star Wars fans would be in favor of this being released in an official capacity. Yeah, and I guess that's what's bothering me is that uh, George Lucas just goes so far of like, this is the worst thing ever. I wish I could just, just go back in time and destroy it and never have it. And I'm like, just own it. Be like, yeah, that didn't work out. Right, you know? yeah, like, and that bugs know. me too because I'm but like. I just tried something goofy and it. I. Didn't work Dude, out you made the prequels. Like, you lost the moral high ground. Yeah. Don't pretend like this is a fucking catastrophe. You've done other shitty stuff, too. Just own it and be like, we yeah. tried something, it was of its time, and it didn't work. Here it is. Laugh at it. I feel like this is, like, has no redeeming value at all, and I'm glad it's never been released in any format. <laughs> I'm not saying it has redeeming value. <laughs> own what you do. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. don't act like this is the first shitty thing you did. <laughs> but this is the worst. Yeah, no, like, I agree. This is this one is... of the worst, worst commercial tie-ins I've ever seen to anything ever. Like, this is fucking unwatchable. They didn't expect Star Wars to be a hit. When it yeah. was, it was a big surprise. And then they had this huge property. And they just threw money at it to cash in immediately. And yeah. everybody was surprised, but they didn't. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's another thing you hit on, is that I don't think... George Lucas, especially originally, had the affection for Star Wars as the fans did. I don't think he's ever had the affection that, yeah. for it that the fans did. Yeah, had. and I'm saying, I think yeah. he has affection for the money that it's been <laughs> <in> now. <laughs> yeah. Or it had, now that he's sold out, it's not going to bring him more money. Or I don't know what the deal was, it doesn't matter. But I think you have to realize that, that he, this wasn't like, as much as he talks about it, his like little baby that he's been growing and he has such protection over. He's just like, this is something he made. It was popular. He's going to do things to make money off of it and in whatever way he can find, you know? Well, he's always been pretty forthright about he makes Star Wars movies for the money because then he uses that money and puts it into new technologies and he keeps talking about making, like, artsy-fartsy movies. And he's never really gotten around to doing that, but he's <laughs> but he's always said that's what he really wants to do 
and he's never been terribly he's never really come right out and been like Star Wars is just a cash grab, but he's never been terribly shy about walking up to that line. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess that's what I so I get a reaction when I feel like people are taking Star Wars a little too seriously. Yeah. And that's not to say that I don't enjoy it too. There's a lot of parts that I enjoy and like, but at the end of the day I'm not gonna like go to war for it in any real sense of the term, you know? You're not gonna go not to gonna the gonna Star Wars. Star yeah. yeah, and that's kinda where I'm at where it's just like I have problems with the prequels, but I still like Star Wars and I don't care if yeah. other people don't like them. Like I'm not I don't feel compelled to fight it out. It's just some people like it, some people don't. Whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. I guess the thing about the prequels is that they're supposed to be backstory to the things you already saw. So yeah. they kind of fuck with it in a certain way. Like, oh, actually, Darth Vader built C-3PO. Where you're like, what the fuck? And so, actually, he's just a crybaby boy child. Right. So that was kind of my issue with the prequels. It's like, that story would have been better left not told. That's how I feel about prequels in general. Like, I feel like that yeah. about Prometheus, too. Like, this thing is just better on its own than with this tacked-on backstory. Uh, Austin, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned that Tobor is robot spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I learned that if you're gonna, like, be best friends with a Wookiee, uh, be best friends with a Wookiee that doesn't have a really annoying family that you need to race him home for some vague bullshit holiday every year. <laughs> I know, you think they go through this every year. Right? <laughs> Just because you don't celebrate it doesn't make it a bullshit holiday, Austin. <laughs> yeah, rude. Uh, Carolyn, what did you learn? Um, I learned who among us would rather give than receive a Wookiee <laughs> blowjob. Because I'm afraid of biting. It's I got you. I was surprised about how that panned Ryan's out. not afraid of biting. <laughs> uh, I'm not and just like a little bite. I'm saying like... It's gone. Oh, like yeah. he bites it off. Yeah. Yeah. Let I've, the Wookiee win. I, I'll take that risk before I suck Chewbacca's dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a dicey road. And the most special part for me of this very special episode was when Jeff from Jefferson Starship was just whapping that pink dick <laughs> on his face and putting it in his mouth. Yeah. I liked it. It was special. Uh, Ryan? I learned that no matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggles against <laughs> evil and darkness. That's true. I also learned... What if you are the evil darkness? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lesson that's as important today as it was in 1978. <laughs> it's got, you can peel it like an onion. <laughs> if that onion had one layer to it. Because it makes you cry. <laughs> I learned that in the Star Wars universe, there are porn machines, so that's exciting. <laughs> One more reason to want to go there. You didn't know that? I know. Well, you know, I learned something new every day. And I also learned that Chewbacca has a family, apparently. <laughs> that that he else. leaves a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> that he's always like, I'm going to go out and get a pack of smokes. And then, <laughs> I'll see you 20 years later <laughs> after we've suppressed this <laughs> militaristic regime that's oppressing the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, daddy gotta go. Chewbacca has a family, one to which he's deeply negligent of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carolyn, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me at www.carolynmain.com. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. Carolyn Main on Twitter. Carolyn Main on dot .tumblr. Carolyn Main on Facebook. Awesome. Ryan Alexander Tanner. 
I can be found at www.ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S, verynice.com. By the time this posts, my website will be uh, new and improved, which took a lot longer than I thought it would, but there'll be some new shit on there. So check it out. Even if you've checked it out recently, you should check it out. Again, Oh Yes, Very Nice is also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. Uh, and Oh Yes, Very Nice Comics.tumblr, which you can also reach from my website, is where I post my most current artworks. Awesome. Everyone should check them out. Yeah, you should do it. Thanks. Yeah. Austin J. Gordon, do you have a Twitter handle? Uh, I do have a Twitter handle. You can uh, find me on Twitter talking about Star Wars at Austin Gordon. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And if you want to hear, well, not hear, if you'd like to read me writing about Star Wars more, you should definitely check out therealgentlemanofleisure.com, where every Saturday I have a new uh, Star Wars post. The The majority of them are issue-by-issue uh, issue analyses of the original Marvel Star Wars comic book series, but interspersed with that, I put in other such things like last week, well, a few weeks ago, I uh, wrote a little bit about Shadows of the Empire, which celebrated its 20th anniversary at the beginning of December. I'll have some Rogue One thoughts up there as well. Probably, uh, yeah, when this goes up, I'll have some Rogue One thoughts there as well. Uh, so come check that out if you are a fellow Star Wars fan. And I am David Bitsenoffer. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Bits. That's Dr. spelled out. And at the real gentleman of leisure.com. We, in totality, are a <laughs> very special episode podcast. <laughs> Voltron, go! We should f- form into Voltron. And sometimes. I'll can, form can, the head. Can I be the dick, you <laughs> guys? Of course you're the dick, Carol. Thank you. I thought you'd be the butthole. Who's the butthole then? I'm the whole <laughs> Okay, you just, you just want to be growing focused. What I color do. is your lion? Uh, pink. <laughs> pink and brown. <laughs> pink and brown lion. <laughs> Neapolitan. <laughs> David, what are you? Uh, I'm rainbow colored. Cool. You can't box me into one color. My life okay. going to just express itself in any way it feels necessary. But which body part, generally? <laughs> I, what's left? The There's glasses. The and the head. You're the glasses. Yeah, I'll be the glasses. I'll form the glasses that goes on the head. <laughs> but he says I'll form the head, but he's also like the entire body torso. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Sometimes I would say torso. Yeah. I'll form the torso and All right, chest see you guys next week. And head. <laughs> Happy birthday. Well, I got interrupted with this Voltron stuff, so now we're going to talk some Voltron, all right? I only watched the new Voltron on Netflix. Which almost, is pretty we're almost good. done. Is it good? We're almost done. It's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'll have to check it out, Carolyn. Thanks for the recommendation. You see, if I quit when Ryan wanted me to quit, uh, uh, we are a very special episode podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at avsepod you can email us at avsepodcast at gmail.com you can talk to us on facebook just look for a very special episode podcast uh you can download us on itunes stitcher podbean google play what am i missing austin i think that was it all right that's awesome give us high ratings on all of them one just doesn't suffice for us you got to rate us on all of them plus we're not your friends so For a very special episode podcast, I am David telling everybody...
I think he's going to hang up and call again. I just know that he has so many Star Wars opinions. I just know, I know. he's been waiting he's for like it. He's sitting in front of his episode two poster. He's probably been talking this whole time. We just can't hear him. I know. <laughs> Poor baby. And then in that truck of the clones, when they go to the arena, and they fight the three monsters, that was my favorite part. Except then there's a clone army, and that was my favorite part. And then also when he kisses, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets in my butthole and I don't like it. Don't don't mistake me like defending the prequels. I just think they have really cool lightsaber battles. David, it's not all about penises, okay? I never said it was. I never said I that makes the movie. I'm just saying. David was like, I like it because it's all about penises. End of story. He dropped his microphone. Yeah, you're right. That's his review for every movie. (laughs) It's all about penis. Well, it's it's a good qualification. Makes you like ninety nine percent of the movies out there. (laughs) I know. Lucky you. Lucky you. Huh. I guess Austin has to be starting his computer. I think we can just keep shouting the shit. Did he text you at all? Or no? Is there anyone looking at their phones? I'm just looking at your faces. Mm-hmm. No phone. Throw it away now. We gotta get into this content because it's like hours of shit. I know. I'm logging off at ten, no matter what happens. So, <laughs> well, you guys got an yeah, hour and twenty four minutes on. to wrap this up. No promises, baby. I mean, yeah, if you want to edit right. another four-hour podcast, David, go right ahead. <laughs> want and I might be forced to, especially now. Although I'll cut most of the song. <laughs> no, keep the part about wieners, though. Keep the front. Uh, that was... I mean, it'll probably show up somewhere. Fuck you, I'm a Jedi. Art Carney is uh, most well-known as... Scrolling. Stand by. Stay on target.
Uh-huh. I just, no, no, I see what you did there. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, fucking a scroll up. So anyway, <laughs> he's from the honeymooners, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm building to. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to find it. Here. <laughs> Was he Norton? <coughs> he is Ed Norton on the honeymooners. Oh. Fuck you! I'm a Jedi. I am, and Austin cut out for me on yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah maybe Trump will finish him off. But... Austin, I hate Trump. <laughs> Tell oh. Austin. One thing I've been, uh, when I was watching this, I realized what a bad place I'm in now because I just politicize everything these days. Yeah, and it's like... because the whole world isn't safe. Right? For yeah. some reason now when I see fascist regimes in a movie, it makes <laughs> me think about it's yeah, not exactly. cute anymore. Right. It used to be okay. It's just a... We're all should wait to try to do this and finish this another night. Well, uh, we could definitely do a two-parter. Yeah, well, we'll see what Austin's up to. I'm texting. I think we uh, can yeah. blast through this content pretty quick. I mean, there's not like a. We got a lot to talk about when these commercials come up, though. It's <laughs> yeah, but do we need to talk about the commercials? Like, <laughs> I wrote them all down. Are you back, Austin? No, oh, you texted standby. Yeah, so I hate Trump. So bad, dude. We'll just see. We'll just see <laughs> how this really. goes. I hope we all make it. I'm no, still in denial just, about it. It's just every day I listen to a new cabinet member or something, and I'm like, yep, that sucks. It's amazing. It's tremendous. It's yeah. tremendous. It's, it's tremendous. spectacular. It's huge. I'm like, just... the whole <laughs> carrier deal and how... It, he just lies all the Everything. time. Everything. He's a narcissist. I can't believe that this much of the United States of America does not know what a narcissist is and what they do and what they're like. I've seen people fall down at the knees of narcissists. They're enablers. And it's, it's really bad. And we're all going to get a national lesson. And we're all going <laughs> to die, maybe. <laughs> well, it's one of those where I'm like... Because you'll bring up all his inconsistencies or like, why would you think he does that? And he's like, and people also basically say because they trust him. And I'm like, what has he ever done to gain anybody's trust? All he does is lie. Like, why do you think this is the one, whatever it is they think he's going to do, why do you think that's the one thing that he's not lying about? Because I I've know. yet to hear something that I either isn't a lie or just simply isn't a contradiction of something he said before, you know? Capitalism okay, I'm back. and the patriarchy have propped him up. Hi, Austin. We heard you leave on Trump, and yeah. that just left us in a great place. Yeah, I bet it did. All right, I, I, that was the end of my thought. We can continue on. <laughs>